0: you get hit by some pepper spray, you're fucking going down, right? It makes yeah, you want to just run away and maybe jump into a lake or something and probably right. scratch your eyeballs out, right? Yeah. If you ever get hit with a salt and pepper spray though, does it just make you want to shoop?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as it hits you like Oh my goodness look at him and he's coming this way yeah exactly here i go here i go here i go
0: and by then you know whoever whoever sprayed you with it is like well on their way down the road and they're safe
1: yeah they're fine yeah actually that sounds great because like yeah. nobody's actually being hurt by the person who's now shooping so yeah, yeah right? all right yeah. i love salt and pepper spray i'd buy
0: that yeah <laughs> What happens if you get hit with like a lemon pepper spray? Do you just find yourself suddenly at a dinner table with some boomers eating some dried out chicken? I don't know. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah. What's going on here?
1: That's probably what it is. And you bite into it and you're like, I mean, I guess it's kind of like lemon.
0: A little. It's sort of seasoned. Sort of. (laughs) All these possibilities and more, we will be debating on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the podcast with the host with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben.
1: And me, Hooliwick Steve.
0: And on today's episode, spoilers, we're just going to be hate-fucking the shit out of <laughs> Halloween Ends because it that's sucks.
1: not true. We're going to say some nice things and then we're going to hate-fuck the
0: shit out of Halloween oh Ends. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, like, this is, God, this movie, dude. This fucking movie. I tried. I I I tried. I don't think I've ever taken so many notes in my life. Yeah. Dude, I put, like, five or six pages of notes down, and most of them Mm -hmm. are just questions I have about this fucking movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, listen, going into this, I knew it was going to take a lot of effort. I put in all the effort I could to try to understand this movie and enjoy it. And I I found some good things, but mostly I like you walked away with just questions as to yeah. why why it had to why? be this way.
0: <laughs> well, if you want to get straight on to us questioning uh, the very the very fabric of this film, you can use the timestamp <laughs> in the podcast description. Before we do that, we're gonna shoot the shit and crack a beer and uh, enter the preview palace and all that That's good right. stuff like we usually do here in the Halloween. Season, what a perfect time to be doing a Halloween movie. Are you getting into that Halloween spirit out there in Portland? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, boy, we, we had like a major change to our uh, financial situation recently, so uh, hell yeah. yeah, yeah, things are. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to feel fully festive, but we're still, you know, watching a lot of horror movies and 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 Halloween related stuff. Because man kind of sometimes if things are going wrong around this time of year the only thing you got to hold on to is halloween so hold
0: on to halloween we say That's right
1: <laughs> So yeah we've been holding on to halloween uh watching a lot of cool stuff what have you been up to
0: Dude I have I've been a very busy boy I've been a big old busy boy uh, this week I've had a couple of dang old big ass rock shows with Skank Banger. Yeah, okay, I've been it. doing some babysitting, no murdering <laughs> though, no babysitter murdering going on, okay. just some regular ass babysitting, having a good time. Uh, I have been doing some house sitting, some dog taking care of for some friends. Did you murder it the house? It has been a whole lot of, no, no, no house murdering okay. at all, no, none of that, nope. <laughs> All right. just unkilled uh-huh. entirely. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been busy, man. I'm, I'm hitting the ground running here. Got to get home and do some work and stuff before I go on a little weekend trip and uh, stay right back on that grind. I've also had time to watch a few things that are getting me in the dang old Halloween! Oh, yeah. We watched, a, we watched a motherfucking child play dose Ooh. over here, man. We watched old Chunky there Chunky. in the toy factory uh-huh. just causing all kinds of problems with that little boy who's uh, in a foster care right. with his uh, <laughs> hi- fucking hippie, dippy, yuppie, dipshit foster family talking about sushi and free-range eggs and stuff. <laughs> Woo! I still like the movie, though. I still think it's pretty good.
1: It's good, yeah. Three, three is, is bleh, but man, you got you got to get to... Have you seen A Bride of Chucky or A Seed of Chucky? Nope, I've never. You need to. You need to. Those I need Those to. are good movies, I think. But yeah, yeah. All right. Part two's good. I like part two. Well,
0: I think Kate and I are going to try to get around to them this Halloween season, so awesome. I hopefully I can report back with my findings on those. We watched... A sleepy holler. It wasn't oh, no yeah? awake holler. It no. was dang
1: sleepy. Yeah, they like to they like to nap around there. Was it still all gloomy and and cool looking?
0: Hell yeah, it awesome. was. I still really enjoy that movie. Me too. Um, I, uh, I I dig the vibe. I dig the atmosphere. We did it on the show a couple of years ago, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. like. You know, I still watch that movie, and I'm like, this entire family tree business nonsense makes zero nope, sense to none me of it. at all. <laughs> Not but one
1: bit But the business. vibe
0: is so good, and just the look of the movie is so fucking good. Like, I have to watch that one every year. Still yeah, like
1: no, it. it's, it's uh, a real good watch. What else have you been up to?
0: Watching a Halloween Kills. to Get ready for this one, I'll uh-huh, tell you that. I
1: also rewatched that.
0: Man, we did that on the show about this time last year. If you want to hear our thoughts on that one, go back and give that one a spin. I'll talk about it more as we get into the movie review portion for Ends. Uh, I don't like it, Uh although (laughs) I think I like it more every time I watch Ends. The more I'm like, wow, Kills is kind of (laughs) watchable.
1: Yeah, I I think my assessment of it went up a little bit. And honestly, I feel like there are 15 minutes you could cut and make it a real solid film. But yeah, it it is what it is. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it is uh-huh. for sure, man. And dude, we finished watching that interview with the Vampire series. Yeah, that came out a year or two ago. Dude, it is fucking great. Okay, like, it is. Really good. I don't know why nobody I know has watched it and ranted and raved about name, it. I thought it was really killer.
1: I'll name two other vampire things you've said the same thing about this year. The Voyage That's of true. the Demeter and Renfield. Cause I'm on a love roll. Because you vampires. You I'm want to kiss them on old, them. I'm
0: one of them dang old fang bangers, ain't I? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know I is. Yeah, you know I'm I interested is. in this show, though. Uh, Man, it's great, dude. Like, it's Fucking gorgeous. The the acting performances in general are good. Like I talked last week, I think, about how I wasn't sure about the uh about the chick that came on. Uh she gets better though, actually. She actually does. Like her performance and stuff improves. And, dude, the, especially the last episode, like, last scene, last episode, Kate and I were both just like, oh, fuck, didn't see that coming. Uh, I really hope they continue it, man. I think they already greenlit a season two, hmm. uh, so hopefully that'll come out sooner than later. I really, really enjoyed it, man. If you love gay vampires, this is for you. Because they are <laughs> just gay in hell. Just gay well, in hell, dude.
1: Hell yeah, if you're looking for your gay vampire fix,
0: there it is. Hell yeah, man. So it's right there waiting on you. I would recommend checking it out. I'm going to recommend I get a beer in my face. I recommend that too. You okay with that?
1: Yeah, you might want to get a beer in your face.
0: I might want to do that. All right. I've got myself a a Jackie O's Dark Apparition Russian Imperial Stout, which came to me from our buddy Roger Dean Miller. This is a 12 ounce 10 percenter. It's going to get right good to me. I actually don't necessarily. Need a beer. I had a beer while dinner was cooking, and then I had a wine while dinner was eating. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm feeling pretty good as is, but I think I need a beer to talk about this movie. <laughs> I,
1: think, I think I get what you're
0: getting at. <laughs> you know? Yeah. This thing looks dark as night. I'll tell you that, man. What do you say in in Russia whenever you're like, beer is dark? How do you say that? Uh, Spinning well... pile driver. <laughs> Uh, I mean, chorny
1: means black. Kiyomni uh, is is dark. So like, really. Could depend- I look no, at I'm... this
0: beer and say you're really making me chorny? Is that how you said it? Yeah. Chorny. <laughs> do I, do make, I you make you chorny, baby? <laughs> beery, beery. Do I make you chorny? <laughs> I'm awesome glad powers. we both went
1: there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: This is really good, by the way. It has like. A little bit of like, you know, how some of the some of those super super dark beers get that like almost soy saucy kind of flavor to them. Uh huh. It's got that deep, almost savory kind of taste to it. Slightly musty in the best way. Okay. Uh man, rich, dark, really lovely ass beer. I look forward to getting this into my blood stream. Yeah, that
1: sounds awesome. I uh, just earlier this week uh, had. One of the, the local, um, what do you call it? Uh, fuck, Deschutes Brewery. That, oh, yeah, they're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I had, um, they have a winter ale. I Can't remember the name of it, but it's already out, and I decided to pick it up in a, in a pick of six. And, man, that thing was nice. I know it's a nice. little early for those flavors, but I kind of already crave them, so <laughs> I was down with Hell, it. Hell, yeah. Yeah.
0: You guys getting code out there yet? Um, it, it,
1: we just had like three days where it was like eighties, but it is back down to like highs in the sixties. So yeah, it, it's not, it's not hot, but not cold yet. Not terrible. It's just like fifties to sixties each day. Kind of perfect. Nice. Yeah,
0: kind yeah. of perfect. That's kind of how it is here too, where it's like by daytime you're cool wearing a t-shirt and jeans, and by night you can wear that cool leather jacket you got last year and look like a dang Ramon walking the streets. Yeah. Hell
1: yeah, awesome. Hell yeah, or the fonz. You go hang out in the or bathroom, the call it your office. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: Oh man, <laughs> beating on that jukebox like it owes me money. <laughs>
1: Yeah, having Hell STDs. Yeah. yeah. So I've been watching some stuff too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <Hey. laughs> including I watched the this entire quadrilogy. I watched the original Halloween, uh, Halloween twenty eighteen, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Um, it's a
0: steep hill. It is a steep slope. These movies go down very steep.
1: Yeah. Um. I would say that like. It was the first time I think that I've done that. Watch Halloween, then watch Halloween twenty eighteen as a sequel. That's great. It works. It, it really works. flows together. Yeah. 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 It really does go downhill after that. It doesn't make as much sense. But um, I, I think I yeah, as you said, I think my assessment of kills went up a tiny bit. But it really is because of my assessment of ends. Like, mm. I think it's just so bad that it makes kills look better.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's the thing, right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, that I mean, we're doing uh, Halloween for Hell Rankers this month, so I needed to watch those anyway and thought, you know, be great to finally see this as it's supposedly intended as a quadrilogy.
0: Uh, and Dude, that's the thing. Like, I was thinking to myself, as you said, you're doing all the Halloween movies on that. And I'm like, man, you're in for a world of pain. But then I'm like, actually, though, after you've watched ENDS, watching four, five, six, you're probably going to have a pretty good time. At least they're just simple, dumb movies. I did kind
1: of think that a little bit, but uh, ENDS is only an hour and 50 minutes long, whereas those are all three together, you know, around five and a half hours
0: (laughs) yeah i guess so
1: (laughs) but yeah you're right i was thinking the same thing just like oh those are dumb fun at least i don't like them but uh they're not they're not they're not causing me so many distressing like questions scene to scene (laughs)
0: Dude, and at least you're going to be happy to revisit Big Cookie Woman. Come on.
1: Absolutely going to be happy to visit Big revisit Big Cookie Woman Big and Big Cookie Michael Woman. Michael Myers and the Frankenstein uh uh mask and all that stuff. Woo boy, what a fun time.
0: Oh shit. And you get to see the Bus-a-Bus. Bus, Mr. Buster Rhyme. That's right. Flip mode
1: squad. Uh that one I am very not looking for. Dude,
0: it's a honestly bad <laughs> i was kind of thinking leading up to this i was like what is the worst halloween movie is it ends and i was like man Mm-mm. resurrection is just it's yeah. so bad mm-hmm. that it's bad
1: yeah i can't wait till like, i because like every time we do this for the the patreon hell rankers it surprises me like movies when i start like assessing them in relation to each other it's like i guess i like that more than i thought just happened to us with the conjuring movies with the nun uh it just kept falling up the list because nothing else was that as good as a movie that isn't good dude
0: (laughs) falling up the list is exactly how to describe it Yeah. yeah
1: so yeah i'm not sure i'm very interested to see where we land on it but uh, So, yeah, that, that was interesting to watch, too, though, that just watch to see it as a quadrilogy was very interesting because you can tell how much thought was put in between Halloween 1978 and Halloween 2018. And yeah. then you can tell where it goes awry. <laughs> 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 we'll talk
0: about why yeah momentarily yeah we will <laughs> But, dude, like watching 78 to 2018 it is a similar kind of vibe to yeah. watching well in a lot of ways watching terminator to t2 where you're like uh-huh. this is a logical yeah. arc for these characters that have been through the events of the of the first movie it yep. kind of makes sense together very well yeah yeah, yeah. and
1: and like the update and like the feel and all that stuff all make sense because of, uh, you know, it's been 40 years, things have changed, et cetera. Like, the the overall, like, tone is still similar to the original, which is where, you know, it gets off the rails. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, we watched some other stuff that's un-Halloween related, uh, including Basket Case 2, which, <laughs> y- watch it. If you haven't seen Basket Case I 2... Haven't. Uh, it immediately made me want to watch Basket Case 3. It's The effects are fun. I don't want to say too much. It's silly, though. It's a silly fucking movie.
0: Dude, the OG is just a grimy yeah. 80s New York piece of shit, and it's a lot of fun. What is, um, shit, what is the little dude in the basket's name? Belial. Belial, yeah. that's uh-huh. right. All he does is go... Well <laughs> can kill people. He
1: he <laughs> hit the gym in between one and two, so he's buffering out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Shit, yeah, man. He's been getting his essential proteins in That's right.
1: gains. Uh-huh. So yeah, basket case two, I think, is well worth a watch. Um it it is silly though. Uh Us rewatched us. Nice. I, man, I'm telling y'all, and I'm this is not in any way a uh you know a negative statement about get out but i just don't think the majority of people get jordan peele if get out's their favorite jordan peele movie it's no really? for us easily, easily. Real, i mean
0: i i like nope a lot like us has some cool stuff but man the logic falls apart for me
1: yeah not me I, I don't see where. I need it to watch it before. again. Yeah, i have
0: not see where watched it, falls it since we before, did it on the yeah. show. Like maybe if I can just watch it as a purely like separate yourself from thinking that this is a logical story. Just kind of look at it as you know allegory and so on. Maybe I'll enjoy it more.
1: I didn't. I don't see a lack of logic. I don't see what people are talking about. I don't get it. But whatever. I okay. I think that us is number two on my list. Nope is is number one. And get out to number three, but not not one of them is bad. All of them are great. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, Then uh, also watch the WNUF Halloween special. Came out about 2013. Uh, Now is that
0: a wrestling uh, a wrestling division? I'm not familiar with. Is this like CCW? (laughs) No, that kind of thing.
1: No, it is. uh, Those those are the call signs of a television station, WNUF. It is uh, set in 1987. And made to look like a local news broadcast and ha- mm. Halloween special. Shot on VHS. Uh, and then, like, retaped several times on VHS to give it that real shitty feel to it. And it's great. It's uh, a bunch of, like, fake commercials. And, and you know, uh, it's a horror comedy. I, I don't want to, uh, like say what happens obviously because i i think it's a i think it's kind of a surprise i'm i was very surprised by the the way the direction it goes so wnuf halloween special unfortunately it's as far as i could find not streaming anywhere even for rent it's only on physical media it used to be on Shutter for the longest time uh only on physical media so if you if you don't have a movie rental store nearby Here's a good reminder that if we had movie rental stores, then streamers wouldn't have all the power they have. True. If we were all like going to Blockbuster, Netflix couldn't, you know, not pay their writers because they'd have to be releasing their shit on DVD and paying them for the, you know, royalties.
0: Hmm. I see. I see. Yeah.
1: So hmm. let's bring back uh, movie uh, places, not Blockbuster. I know they had that blockbuster documentary that everybody was jerking off about a few years ago. Uh, blockbuster but local movie <laughs>
0: stores are always lo- better. Local always movie better.
1: stores rule. Movie madness here in Portland is the best. Is the best movie store I've ever been to. Every every place needs a local movie store. We need them back.
0: Now, are you watching these Halloween specials for any particular okay Jean? Perhaps for another <laughs> podcast?
1: Yeah, for another podcast named Legacy of Brutality. That's right. Uh, Anna and I are talking about the history of Halloween specials, which um, we actually are having to separate into two distinct periods because there's a whole period from the 1930s to the late 70s that's all super interesting and like the development of like how all these Halloween episodes and Halloween specials came to be. But... Gosh, there's an explosion in the 80s, 90s, etc. that we just couldn't even try to throw into one episode, So it's going to be its own episode, because, man, there are so many 80s. Do you know how many 80s and 90s Halloween episodes of specials there were? It was like every single show. Every show had a Halloween yeah. episode. Uh, totally, man. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, we've been watching. We- I actually watched the other day the Ozzy and Harriet Halloween episode. It's from 1952. It is their first season, and it's one of the first like television Halloween episodes. And it is truly they're explaining to people what Halloween is. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it, it's so interesting. It's it's almost like an infomercial for Halloween parties. <laughs>
0: Holy shit, okay.
1: (laughs) Anyway, Uh, so yeah, yeah, that's uh, the reason why we did that. We actually uh, covered it for a a Patreon episode for Legacy of Brutality. Go become a patron on that. We have uh, an episode every week uh, on the Patreon over there, patreon.com forward slash Legacy of Brutality. We also watched Studio 666.
0: Dude, I adore the Foo Fighters, love Dave Grohl, yeah. have somehow never watched this, and I don't <laughs> know the fuck why. I yeah, think it's it like, should. you know, like, it came out, and then about the time that it hit streaming and stuff, it's kind of right around when Taylor, Taylor died. Taylor died,
1: yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. And, and
0: I think I was kind of like, this might be sad to watch this now. I think that's possibly why I've put it off. Is it good? I've heard it's fun.
1: It is fun. Uh, I think it's a little long, especially considering that most of the Foo Fighters can't carry a scene for too long other than Dave Grohl definitely can he does great and I'm sure uh, he's
0: just Dave Grohl on camera yeah yeah
1: yeah. yeah, that's it like that that is exactly it and Taylor's good and fuck one of the other guys it has a pretty good like storyline with Whitney Cummings who is their neighbor Um, Hmm. it's it's fun it's funny I feel like it's it's long but uh, the effects are practical fucking killing it that's awesome um, and yeah, it's, it's got some really good gore and, and kills and stuff. And I think maybe the, the, cause they're like recording an album, maybe some of the music stuff might appeal more to you. Cause there's definitely jokes in there that I was like, I know this is a joke. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't think exactly the way they intended.
0: <laughs> C seven instead of C major seven. Right, has the four chord. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> totally. <laughs> But yeah, you should every check time. it out. You should check it out. Okay. I, I think you'd like yeah. it. Um, also, watch a movie called All Hallows Eve. That is Ooh. the original anthology where Art the Clown appears. Uh, written and directed by uh, Damien Leone, uh, who does the Terrifier movies. It, um, it's a, it's an okay anthology. It's not like, uh, you know, strong throughout, but it's got. Practical effects and really cool creature design, so like it's not boring. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I I definitely would recommend it for Terrifier fans. Like you need to know your, uh, your boy's background, though uh, the the anthology isn't exactly canon, and Art the Clown is played by a different guy. But still, it's it's very Art the Clown. So if you like, well, you know Art that the just Clown,
0: reminded me. I, I watched an anthology called All Hallows Steve that was about you. Oh, and shit. And every segment was crazy, dude. There was one guy that, um, there was a slasher uh-huh. that killed people with a hammer and a sickle because <laughs> he was one of them commies, one of them pinkos. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah. And then in the next segment, there was a guy that inherited a haunted podcast, uh-huh. Mike, and uh-huh. it was like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another guy uh, smoked a ghost and an evil bong. Okay, wild like, wow, dude. That's a
1: perfect segue to the other thing that I watched. How high? Where they smoke a ghost <laughs> several oh, times? No way. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Yeah. I just make so, that up. No. Okay. So Method Man grows some weed with his uh, with his friend's ashes. And every time they smoke the weed, the, his friend's ghost appears.
0: No way. And that's that's how, fucking awesome.
1: That's how they get into Harvard, because every ghost can get every answer to every question, because they can just talk to people who know.
0: Amazing. So. Okay, <laughs> makes sense.
1: You should check out How High if you've never seen How High. I mean, Method Man and Red matter are, are really great. It's fun. I, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, nice. Also watch that new uh, movie with uh, Kieran Shipka of uh, Black Coat's Daughter and uh, the new Sabrina. Sabrina. Uh-huh. Uh, called. Dude, T-
0: I saw you post about this and I've never even heard of this. Well, Tell me about it. Well, it
1: just came out uh, just a, like a few days ago. It's called Totally Killer. Uh, I don't want to reveal too much because I went in uh, pretty blind and was, was surprised by uh, the twist pretty early on. what was going on okay um it reminded me of a few movies but it was also fun uh it i I wouldn't say it's like original entirely but it 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 put together elements of other movies in an original way so that Mm, that that is is something I, i very much enjoyed comedy the comedy bits are good uh the gore's good cool like i had a fun time with it and kieran Shipka's fucking great like she's just real fun to watch and she's always really funny like anytime she yeah. has to do comedy she kills it so i i do recommend it it's on um hulu i believe
0: or amazon really prime that's that. right
1: amazon prime sorry
0: yeah like I, I dig that kieran Shipka is like sticking in horror like she's yes. one of those people yeah. that You know, I first saw her in Black Coat's Daughter, Uh and then I watched some of the Sabrina stuff and some of the other things that she's done. And a lot of these actors and actresses, like, they'll get their start in horror, then, like, flee from it, denounce it, act like they never did it. Sure. But, like, actresses like her and... um, Oh shit! What's her name in Ready or Not? Oh yeah, uh, so good, fucking, the Babysitter. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, Samara Weaving. Yeah, Samara there's Weaving. Yeah, so many. that are yeah. keeping it real. Uh, Chloe Moretz, like she is in horror movies all the fucking time. Yeah, there is all these like yeah. great uh, Jen Ortega, like great young actors and actresses that are like just huge horror fans in a way that yeah, a couple decades ago actors just couldn't let their career trajectory go that way but now yeah. you can yeah, now yeah. you can totally do that and it's just cool
0: yeah it's not a stepping stone like it's a legitimate career now which yeah i love to see that kind of shit
1: uh also on wow uh, man uh friday night we watched a movie called blades which is about a killer lawnmower um, wait not
0: about a not about a vampire
1: <laughs> no 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 that's that's a blade this is a blade's
0: oh so, plural
1: yeah yeah so it's several killer vampires who were killed and became a lawnmower maybe i don't know okay count <laughs> me in this sounds okay <laughs> uh but yeah it's a killer vam- uh, or a killer lawnmower uh trauma movie it's pretty silly seem to be like trying to cash in on caddyshack i think a little what and also it's a jaws ripoff simultaneously so like that's a lot yeah uh And then also on uh, Sunday night, on the old Ice Cream Sunday, we watched a movie that is based on a property by R.L. Stein called Zombie Town.
0: It was bad. Wasn't no good. Dude, the cast list looked good. I saw you post about that, and I was mm-hmm. like, damn, this cast is banging, but the well, movie sucks? You,
1: you, you say that because you saw two names, Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase the rest yeah. of the cast list no and then not also, so much who wants to see chevy chase
0: <laughs> who yeah it's fair yeah. yeah yeah he sucks <laughs> uh but dan
1: Aykroyd was in there and he was you know he was doing dan Aykroyd stuff it just it didn't it's not like it's not like goosebumps you know it's not like he doesn't have that same charm to it as some other rl stein adaptations it really did feel just kind of like oh people like rl stein stuff let's just find anything to adapt let's put a youtube personality in here um it, it it yeah it was it was no fun i i know it was it's supposed to be for kids but the thing is we just did Ernest scared stupid recently and like when you're talking about oh a movie's fi- it's fine that a movie sucks cuz it's for kids. It's like no. <laughs> like, it's fine that the movie doesn't like go too far out of its way to be realistic or whatever cuz it's for kids. But a movie could still be quality and be aimed at children. They don't you, you don't get away with making shit just cuz you wanted it to be for kids. Anyway.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, that's not great. Don't recommend.
0: But yeah, that's what okay. I've been watching. Damn, that's quite a bumper crop of flicks right there, man. Dude, I'll tell you one more funny thing that happened to me today that I have just been mulling over, and I think I finally came to a conclusion about. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. So earlier today, Kate and I were rolling down Kingston Pike, which Uh is kind of one of the main drags of Knoxville, Tennessee. One of the main roads where there's a lot of action happening. And we were at a stoplight, little two-lane road, and, like, we are in the left lane, there was, like, a car in front of us. In the right lane, there was, like, a car and then this huge truck, right? Okay. Now, this huge truck guy, I look over there and I see him, and he has, like, his window halfway down, and he's, like, ashing his cigarette out, and, like, I see that he looks over and sees our car, and then he's like, I really want to get in that lane. I want to be over there instead of over here, Right. So, he starts edging forward, even though we're at a red light and everybody's stopped. He's Uh edging forward and cutting into my lane. Okay. Like, hardcore cutting into my lane. Right. No signal, no motioning, like, hey, I need to get over here, whatever, like, nothing. And so, like, the light turns green, and this guy's on it like it's fucking Mario Kart, like, mashing the gas, (laughs) like, immediately. Yeah. And he so aggressively cuts over into my lane... That, like, if I hadn't hit the brakes, he absolutely would have sideswiped my car. Uh Uh-huh. Like, this guy was just on a fucking mission. And I know he saw me because I fucking made eye contact with him for a second as he looked at my car while Mm -hmm. ashing his cigarette out, right? So, he nearly sideswipes us. I hit my horn, and then he flips me off.
1: Wow. I feel like like, that—that that is every day here in Portland. And I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, that's what you st- say, yeah. I'm sad to hear it's infecting other towns.
0: <laughs> Infected, dude. It's yes. the curse of Michael Myers. Yeah. So oh, here's kid. the thing. So, like, all I did is hit my horn because this guy was driving very right. badly and almost wrecked my car. Right. And he was like, fuck you. I'm right. driving bad here, you know? hmm And so I, like, flip him off back, right? right. Because I'm like, well, fuck you then. Uh-huh. And he's, like, riding in front of me for a minute. And, dude, he starts motioning out his window, pull over, pull uh-huh. over. Like... I'm
1: going to fight think, you.
0: Yeah, I'm going to fight you at 1.30 p.m. Because I cut PM you off. Uh-huh. Because you hit my horn after I drove really badly and flipped you off, right? Right. hmm So, like, I have to ride behind this guy for just a second. And he keeps motioning, like, pull over, pull over, pull over. And he kind of, like, takes a a side street and motions for me to pull over behind him. Right. And, like, I have places to go and shit to do. I'm like, fuck, no. Like, I'm not going to go get in a fight because you drove badly, idiot. So I just continued on my thing. And Kate and I talked about, like, what an asshole this guy was for a while. But then I got to thinking about it later on. And what if the guy was trying to tell me, like, hey, pull over... Let me meet you in this parking lot. I realized I drove really badly, and I just want you to hand me a really good spanking. <laughs> like, what if I would have followed him into that parking lot, and he just puts the truck bed yeah. down, and just like drops it. half trowel, yeah. and mm-hmm. just exposes that little bottom, and is yeah. just like, You're gonna I did a bad thing, You're going to have my sir. ass
1: red for what I did to you. <laughs> yeah
0: exactly what if it would have been like that maybe mm-hmm. that's all he was trying to say
1: don't hold back i really deserve it i've been a bad boy
0: <laughs> me and my big old truck did a bad uh-huh. bad thing and then you find maybe out I misread that
1: he, he does this all around town he goes around cutting people <laughs> yeah. off
0: and oops. then they're like
1: oh no oops pull over and spank me <laughs>
0: This is like his thing specifically. Uh huh. I get it. I mean, I get it. That makes sense. Oddly specific fetish, (laughs) but this is just what this guy is into. That's it. I might have missed an opportunity to, you know, just help a guy have a good time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He would have, he would have went home that night just like, you know what, honey? I think I'm not going to cut anybody off tomorrow. That's how good that spanking Aww, was.
0: Because of me? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I, now I'm like, I'm really picturing the guy. Like, he fucking pulled off into the first parking lot he could find. Uh-huh. And he's, like, excited. Like, his hands are shaking. He's, like, undoing his belt and stuff. And his eyes keep darting up at his rearview. Like, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Where'd he go? Oh, he's got to spank me. He's got to spank <laughs> me for the thing I did. How long did he wait before he buckled his drawers back up and just went home? It might have been sad. Disappointed.
1: Just disappointed. I bet, honestly, on his way, he may have accidentally cut somebody off and they honked at him and then pulled up next to him and like, You want to go, buddy? And he was like, Nah, I don't even. I don't. <laughs> I'm not feeling it anymore. It's
0: not in the mood anymore, yeah. really. No. Damn. I might have missed out. <laughs> you might have. It could have been the best thing you ever done. <laughs> Good Lord. This beer is really tasty, by the way. Awesome. I've been sitting on this thing the whole time, and it is a fucking delight. I will tell you that. Now, Steve, eye. I'll tell you this. One thing what I noticed uh-huh. about this movie is how if you're a McMurr and uh-huh. you got that A literate ass name.
1: <laughs> it's A literate as hell.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm what are sometime, you a literate <laughs> if you come across another feller what got an a literate name like a cory cunning hayham uh-huh Sometimes you can infect them uh-huh with your <laughs> fucking hurts. killer killer instinct murder powers and right. they get all uh serial killery on your ass mm-hmm. don't they
1: that's how it works, yeah. he. I guess he was down there for four years meditating on how to exercise his influence over other people with alliterative names.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess. I guess. You know? <laughs> so it got me kind of thinking about maybe some other illiterate ass people out there. What, maybe if they got infected... By that curse of Mike Myers infected, maybe they got some dang old killer ass moves they could put on a motherfucker, and maybe we (laughs) ought to talk about them in a preview palace. Oh, that's an illiterate ass name right there, too. Preview Palace. Welcome. woo da wee woo Wowis. Oh, okay. That's pretty good, too. Oh,
1: wait. Yeah, no. (laughs) I may have forced that to be alliterative. I don't think it does all start with
0: Ws. Okay. Well, we'll explore. We'll explore. (laughs) We'll figure it out. I got an update for you too because I changed up a few of these. That's it. I'm excited. So I got some surprises on you right here. All right. All right. Let's just say perhaps one day uh, Michael Myers comes Mm -hmm. upon one Hulk Hogan (laughs) and he infects him with that fucking Myers ass curse. And he goes on a rampage. He goes on a, a 22 inch python. Uh, fucking blonde mullet, handlebar mustache, having NWO uh rage on the town. What do you think is his fucking signature kill move? He's gonna inflict on some other. Well, factors?
1: I could see, I can see it now. The moment he infects him, and we can all see it. If you saw Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior,
0: yeah, okay. they lock yes.
1: up with the hands, oh brother, <laughs> until eventually Hulk's like. I want to kill, brother. And then, yeah, I guess, like, he goes, I, I, you know what he probably does is he, you know, since the bullies, like, threw him over the ropes, kind of, over the bridge there, he gets yes. the bullies back on the bridge, throws one of them over, and then fucking atomic leg drop from the bridge.
0: Dude, high-risk maneuver. Yeah, high-risk right? maneuver. I think you that don't hear that a move. lot from
1: Hulk Hogan. But once, once he gets Mm-mm. that, Michael, once the Michael Myers infection sets in, brother.
0: Ooh.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you're right. I think it is that atomic lead drop, maybe even from the top of the radio tower.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, damn. All the way up on the radio tower. Yeah, I. I you know what? That's right. He's up there. <laughs> He's up there. <laughs> with allison he's like oh do i love you allison oh brother uh oh. and then like he sees the the radio dj guy who is yelling at him like get off my uh, tower and he's like <laughs> no leg drop from the tower nothing but net. could be that yeah
0: damn that is fucking brutal all <laughs> right let me ask you this maybe whenever uh michael myers is on the run rather than going and hoboing out in a dang old uh, uh, sewer, sewer tunnel, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sewer cave, whatever <laughs> the fuck that is. Maybe he finds an old, abandoned, once glorious place for family entertainment, a showbiz pizza, okay, and he finds one Charles E. Cheese, aka Chuck E. Wow. Cheese. Wow, Charles, where a kid can be a cheese. kid. Yeah. Damn, I'm talking about that pizza rat. <laughs> See, I think I whenever that damn uh, pizza casino rat, he gets infected by that, that Myers curse. I think he goes to bubonic plague and about everybody he can find. Oh, I think yeah, that's his first move. Yeah, Plague pizza. That's his yeah. move, is the plague pizza. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, a large rat appears at your door wearing a Michael Myers face uh mask and he's he's got a pizza and he hands it to you and you're like thanks large rat and you eat it plague
0: you know what i can see happening i can see it happening where he's um he's got your 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 pizza that you ordered Uh and he's got it at the top of the ramp and he's just damn old ski balling rat turds (laughs) onto your pizza just rolling them up a ramp
1: (laughs) and he's aiming for the hundred in the corner He's just trying yeah, to that's get him up he gets that corner. It. Yeah, that's where he gets
0: yeah. you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on right yeah. there. Damn. <laughs> Charles Cheese, an illiterate killer. <laughs> literate as hell.
1: Let's hear some Bobby more
0: Boucher. Bobby Boucher. I'll tell you what Robert about Bobby Boucher. Boucher
1: uh that guy he he does two things he loves him some water and he he tackles people he does that G- guess what's gonna happen to you if you <laughs> happen to run across bobby boucher after he gets my, uh, michael mars he's gonna tackle the shit out of you and then he's gonna waterboard you till you die
0: That just makes sense. I also love how this entire premise is built around something that isn't even necessarily confirmed in the movie. Mm-hmm. That you get like Myers cursed ish, but it's kind of there, so it's well, close enough. It's up. in there, and we'll get to it when we talk
1: about the movie. But I, I think it's like the only explanation of what the hell is going on. <laughs> but yes,
0: oh my god, man! <laughs> I think you're right, though. I think that Bobby Boucher, he gives you the hardcore mega tackle, and once you're on the ground, you're just getting waterboarded with that sweet, sweet H two O. I think you're going down for the count after 100%. that, one hundred percent, sure, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Now. What about if you ran into one Pedro Pascal? Oh, damn. Well, What's he I gonna mean, do to
1: a motherfucker? There's a few ways uh this could go. Uh you know I got one. Uh, as we know, uh he's he's played a a, a very good fighter in a Game of Throne. He's
0: played mm-hmm, yes.
1: a very good fighter in uh 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 that Grogu show. Yes. Uh so I'm guessing He's a good fighter. But what we also know about him is i damn good looking. I feel Punk. like this one's a little bit different. I feel like he takes the mask off. That's his power. He removes the thing. mask, and you're like, oh, damn. I don't want to run from you now. And Can't then, help but
0: be into you. And
1: then fucking this is not the way, you know?
0: Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. See, I'm thinking like because of his magnetic, um uh sexual handsome hunky boy powers. Right. I think his strategy is like it's more of a long term thing where it doesn't matter who you're with, whoever your partner is, he, he can take him. He right. can have him. Pedro yes. Pascal I guy can have anybody he wants, and I think he just leaves you high and dry and alone. He takes your your beloved Whoa. one and is just like, "Well, you're alone now." That's what now? Cruel, Pedro. Damn, he is. He's cold. Mm. That's cold as a motherfucker for sure. Yeah, he, he certainly is, man. All right, let me ask you about this. What if? Maybe. The power of the Myers curse lives in a vibration. I'm talking a good vibration, You're and it infects the power reason? of one Marky Mark.
1: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were talking about the Beach Boys, as they are also. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Marky. Oh, I didn't Mark. Think about that. I mean, huh. Beach Boys—that's easy. You just you listen to in my room and you kill yourself. That's really oh. easy. How that works. <laughs> but Marky Mark, how about that? <laughs> Marky Mark, well, was good vibration. Marky Mark, yeah, good, good vibration. vibration. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. I started making that joke, and I was questioning myself, like, no, you were. Did right. he do mm-hmm. that? Okay, good, yeah. good, 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 good. Yeah. So no. Marky Mark, well,
1: you are never gonna wake up as early as he does. So like, he's got you. you know? Yeah,
0: he he does have that early ass routine, right? Yeah. So here is how I am thinking this will go. You ready for this? Sure. Now, if you are an old school Marky Mark fan, such as we are, back to his days with the Funky Bunch. You'll remember that his sexy boy hunky boy claim to fame was dropping him drawers right, right?
1: yeah that's that's he what dropping paints for him. down
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he'd be like here I am dancing with my pants on oops dropped them and apparently that worked I guess
1: yeah apparently. I
0: think he drops his pants and then he reaches over to you and just grabs you by the skin of the hips and rips all your skin down oh shit. <laughs> Yeah. oh that's brutal <laughs> bad vibrations that's bad what that's vibration. called ouch my leg skin is at my ankles you say damn that that you is that, brutal. that old dick skin and if you ain't careful fucking skin that dick
1: <laughs> i feel like the, the dick and and balls would like all that skin would go with it right like now you just Probably, got yourself a yeah. pair of uh, man pants
0: yeah, 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 skin trousers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nice. That's what happens, man. Bilbo Baggins. Oh, damn. Shit. Maybe fucking Mike Myers hides out in the dang Shire while he's recovering after he's recovered all of his powers because he gets his powers from murder. What the fuck ever. We'll talk about that in a minute. Maybe he's hanging out in the Shire. He finds a Bilbo bag right. and is just like, "Oh, uh, I Myers you," he says. Well, he doesn't say. He doesn't talk.
1: Yeah, it's not a thing he says. But Bilbo would. He'd be like, you know, he'd probably talk a lot. He seems to jibber-jabber a whole good amount. I feel like he'd probably just feed you breakfasts until you exploded.
0: I think that's what happens, yeah. right? You get fucking second breakfast, you eleven-sies, get Eleven'sies. yeah, Eleven'sies. I mean, damn, <laughs> dude, you are so full of dang sausages and tomatoes, yeah. you are just about to bust.
1: Yeah, and then he pulls out sting and just j- stabs you, and it wow. feels terrible because you're full, like over full, and you just got you're stabbed. fit to pop. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what happens when you get bilboed, man. Yeah, for sure. What if, like, fucking Mike Myers, though, what if after he gets exiled from Haddonfield, he's just like, hey, I want to go over here and hang out in uh, the the liberal Yankee state of Portland. (laughs) What if he goes there and he infects the fucking co-host of this show, Stephen Spratling, oh, uh-oh, a literate AF, oh uh-oh. I didn't want
1: anybody to know that I was vulnerable to the Michael Myers curse, but I am, I am vulnerable to it, and yeah, there's a few, I mean, there's a few ways I'd kill you, honestly, uh, yeah? number one, probably gonna seduce you, that's it, ooh, I'm gonna seduce you, You're gonna be like, oh, sex time, here it is, about to get that dick, and then, um,
0: knife! Nope, gonna
1: get a knife. Gonna get a knife, which is not a dick.
0: That's different. Yeah, Yeah.
1: those are different things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, unless you're in seven, then they're kind of the same.
1: (laughs) Oh, God!
0: Oh, that's rough. Oy! Oy!
1: How do you think I'd kill people?
0: I think you just fucking... (laughs) You, you put that mic in front of somebody else and you cast them to death, dude. Oh, shit. You cast shit. them. You, you podcast them into the abyss is what happens. You just start on different subjects until that person just talks himself to dang old death. I think I could
1: happening. do that. I think I could. I, honestly, if anybody wants to uh, try that out, <laughs> let's see if I can talk death you by to death. podcast. Right. <laughs>
0: Wow, wow, man, wow. That could happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe, Maybe well so, could happen. who knows? Man Alive, the people that could get Myersed. What do you think about that? You got any others you want to jump on to? You oh, want to get on this gosh. piece of shit movie? Uh,
1: let's get to this piece of shit movie after we talk about Tina Turner. Uh, okay,
0: would... Tina Turner. Yeah. All right. I Tina think... Turner gets dang infected by that uh-huh. Myers curse. Holy Obviously. Holy shit, what is going to happen? And she's like, what's
1: evil got to do? got to do oh
0: yeah ooh, yeah
1: um i think though honestly like uh the moment she gets myers she becomes her character from uh fucking thunderdome right
0: it just makes sense (laughs) yeah
1: she doesn't even do the killing she just puts you in a thunderdome with michael
0: (laughs) gets thunderdome yeah yeah i think so man See, I think she might private dancer you apart. She puts you on that chair. Fuck she yeah. She starts doing a a private dance on uh-huh. you, dancer for money. Do what, do what you, you want, want me to do, do right? Mm-hmm. Till you die, she says. Oh and fuck! She, damn, dances you apart. <laughs> dances you apart. I don't even want
1: to imagine that. It sounds terrible. Getting danced It'd apart. It'd be awful. Whew.
0: It'd be plum awful. Plum. I'll awful. Tell you that. Yeah. Wow. Well, how about the curse of alliteration happening <laughs> with old Mikey Myers? Oh, we actually miss Mike Myers, um, SNL. Um, oh,
1: yeah, no, Mike alumni. Myers is yeah. he? Uh, he has a special immunity to the Michael Myers I think he does. curse. Yeah, yeah, he just yeah, like, it doesn't affect me, baby. Yeah, Shagadelic, Shagadelic, etc. But Shrek surprisingly is affected. Yeah.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, people
1: didn't know his last name is Swamp
0: Guy, Shrek Swamp Guy. Yeah. <laughs> Shrek Swamp Guy, little um, known. <laughs> well, Steve, I'll tell you this: one thing that I was thinking about whenever I was thinking about Halloween ends and how we have reviewed the other entries in this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know trilogy, quadrilogy, if you count seventy-eight, because right. it is you know a, a direct follow-up to nineteen seventy-eight by mm-hmm. John Carpenter. I was thinking about when we reviewed Halloween Kills around this time last year, and how much time on that episode we spent talking about some Cora question that you found, where somebody was asking about how they found a bucket and jar of poop in their son's closet. Because I think we talked about that for like twenty minutes on that episode. Yeah, Just we poop did. in a jar. <laughs> poop
1: we, in a jar. <laughs> we did. Jar <laughs> Cora. Oh my God! I'm gonna I say about
0: that. That's seriously one of the
1: funniest things that ever happened on this show.
0: <laughs> yeah, like that's the best thing that happened as a result of this quadrilogy of movies. It's just yeah. getting to talk about the poop in a bucket. Why? Explain it. I like think the person said, "Like, why is this happening?"
1: Why? Yeah, I can't remember it exactly, but it, go back and listen to it. It's fucking
0: hilarious. <laughs> okay, I have thought about this for a year now. About. Why this person found in their kid's room a bucket and jar of poop. Uh huh. I wonder if that kid was trying to make a dang party drug and was conjuring up some jenkum.
1: Jenkum, yeah, a little bit jenkum brewing, and <laughs> that's really what it was. I remember now. By the way, what what really set me off in it? The question was, what does it mean? What does it mean? <laughs> what does it yeah. mean?
0: Turns it, out, jenkum
1: pooped into kill jar them. and a bucket mm-hmm. is what it
0: means. <laughs> ah, apparently so. So that was a little bit of a highlight. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. of doing Halloween Kills, which is not a good movie at all. But at least it did it's, bring us that.
1: It's okay in relation to other Halloween movies, I think. Like it's, it's not more
0: watchable than a lot. Yes,
1: of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is. It is not a good follow up to 2018.
0: No. No, no, no. And this is an inexcusable follow-up <laughs> yeah. to any of them, dude. Well, now, if you guys will remember, <laughs> like last year, um, Kate and I recorded a mini-sode about it right after we watched it. Right. And it was, it was at the end of a very, very bad day. I promised to make this the only super dark spot on this episode. But, you know, that day, October 13th, is a a a day that'll always be sad because that's our 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 good lost friend brandon's birthday right and then also that is the day that our dog zora died very unexpectedly and we had the worst day ever and we're just you know just sobbing fucking messes all day of course but then it was like at the end of the day it's like well the new halloween came out do you want to watch it okay fine maybe it'll take our minds off shit for you know just a minute and we watched this movie, October 13th of last year, and it was just such a fucking confusing-ass mess that Kate and I recorded an episode about it that night. And it was a good means of distraction from our terrible, terrible day that we had. mm mm-hmm. But, man alive... Do I ever associate this horrible movie with that horrible day? I think my uh, my impressions yeah. of it will always be pretty tainted because I'll associate it with that. Yeah. But I really did try to scope out this time and look at it from a non emotional perspective, a non I love, you know, the 1978 original and 2018 uh sequel. I tried to look at it from a perspective of just looking at it for what it is. I really, really tried. And I remember you saying on last week's episode that yeah. you were going to try to look for the Absolutely. best in it and look at it with a fresh perspective. Uh-huh. Whenever you watch this for the first time last year versus this time, what are the differences that you found?
1: Uh, Going into it last year, I was uh, hopeful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so going into it this time it was like well i know what i'm getting into and that did make it far more watchable because when i was hopeful and i had high expectations i was just like what the fuck is happening Uh, yes but then this time around it was more like huh okay why the fuck is that happening (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Changed. It changed a little bit. How about you?
0: Did you like it any more this time? Let me ask you that before I answer that.
1: Yeah, I did. I did like it more this time. I liked it a very little bit more, but not not to a significant degree, I wouldn't say. Because what I found in it was... I see what they're doing with, like, you know, grief and talking about how, like, you know, trauma over generations begets more trauma and traumatized people harm one another, etc. All those things are kind of there and are following up from stuff that they were talking about in Halloween Kills. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, it, it doesn't, I understand they wanted to catch people off guard and give people something they weren't expecting and do something different with the series or whatever. The thing is that the one element that clearly people love about these movies is Michael Myers. And Michael Myers doesn't appear until 38 minutes. Well, he doesn't show up on screen until 40 minutes into the movie doesn't appear as a character or force in the movie until 38 minutes into the movie. He's barely in the fucking movie. And the guy that they have, who is, I guess, supposed to be his replacement is killed at the end of the second act. So like, who are we supposed to care about?
0: Yeah. What is the fucking point of this entire thing? Why introduce this as the finale? Yeah. Um, To this entire series that we've got that is supposed to pick up where 78 left off and carry it on into the modern day and so on. Like watching this, you know, the second time around, knowing what I was getting into, knowing that this is not a Michael Myers movie. This is a movie about Haddonfield. This is a movie about trauma. This Uh is a movie about villainizing people. And uh trying to find the boogeyman in your town. When the boogeyman isn't there, you'll just find another one. Uh evil transcends one single persona, right? People uh-huh. will find it wherever they they want to or need to. I really did try to watch it objectively. And I just found a really fucking bad movie. It I is, just found it's bad. a movie yeah. that had so many weird pacing problems, so many weird Tone problems, where yeah. I almost felt like, you know, from scene to scene, this felt like it was shot by different directors. It felt <laughs> like the dialogue was written by different uh, writers, well, on let's... a scene to scene basis. Like that, it's bad enough. Like when you have an entire franchise of movies, like let's say the um, let's say the Nightmare on Elm Street series or whatever, right? right? Where movie to movie, it is very inconsistent tonally. Yeah. Um, dealing with, you know, uh, humor, violence, darkness, whatever. Right. That's bad enough. But within the same movie where you're like, this feels nothing like what the movie felt like 15 minutes ago, boy, that's a fucking problem.
1: Yeah, and we're going to get to the good things about this, but I kind of want to... Oh, yes, yes. (laughs) We'll get to there, but I kind of want to explain what is going on here. And I, I... I'd love to know. I, I think people some some may see this as a cynical take, but here is here is yes. what happened. Going into this, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride had two movies ready to go. They had Halloween twenty eighteen, and they had a sequel in their head that would be the conclusion to what would be a trilogy. Halloween twenty eighteen makes sense. Yeah, it does. Halloween twenty eighteen did well. They got offered to do two movies. And guess what? I'm just I'm gonna do something real quick. I'm gonna rip off a band-aid for fans. Writers and directors and actors should only care about making money. That's all they should care about.
0: When they're doing they're their less job, emotionally attached than us they as are. viewers and fans. They
1: are yeah. not emotionally attached to these things. Did they have probably a trilogy that would have been solid as fuck? Yeah. Did they make millions more by turning it into three movies? They did. Sure. They did do yeah. that. Uh, and good. Good for them. Uh, you know what? They, they don't owe us anything. What, this is the fucking 13th and 14th movie in this shitty franchise they don't owe us anything in
0: in a franchise that yes has been around our entire lives and you think about Michael Myers and you think about Halloween and you think about the jack-o'-lantern and the white mask and the butcher knife and all this shit but you're forgetting that most all of these movies are fucking terrible
1: yeah they're pretty terrible and the only responsibility any of these individuals have is to make money for themselves and get it please get it from those corporate bastards take it all I don't give a shit But they clearly cared about this franchise and it's real weird then if you're going to expand even more what you wanted to do into two movies and you really care about this franchise, why then would you get two separate writing teams and have them work separately on these sequels and then bring them together and pick their minds and try to make it work? Why would you do that?
0: Writing teams. Yeah. Okay, see, that's the thing that's really crazy about this, is watching 2018, I think that basically anyone who's a fan of 78 can watch 2018 and be like, the people that made this clearly give a shit about the original source material. Yeah. There's so many big and little references, and also modernizing it and thinking about what these characters would be doing 40 years later. And There's a lot of really great shit going on in there. Right. And then you're saying for the for kills and ends, they brought in other people to do the writing work for him. I was not aware of right.
1: this. Right. And uh, they they worked on them too. So there are well There are four names listed as the writers. Uh you know, Danny McBride and David Gordon Greed on there, as well as Chris Bernier, and then Paul Brad Logan, who I think is probably three eight year olds stacked on each other named Paul Brad and Logan.
0: <laughs> it just makes sense. There's some little rascals at the helm right there, is what you're saying. Man.
1: Yeah. I looked him up because I was like, maybe, you know, what if No, he's just a regular dude. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> So you think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was wearing a trench coat in all of his pictures.
0: Um That just makes sense then.
1: <laughs> so yeah, four writers on this But also, uh, when you look into it, you find out they had several different endings they shot, and that the ending they ended up on was the ending that kind of nobody involved loved, but the audience that they showed it to did, so they went with that.
0: No way. There were different endings shot for this?
1: Yeah, well, one of the endings uh, that was supposed to happen, uh, 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 fucking Lori was supposed to kill herself, and that was it.
0: Whoa. Yeah.
1: Another ending they had planned was Allison and um, Corey running off to go on like a natural born killers style killing spree. That is
0: wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually more for that one than any of the others because I felt like from the beginning uh, or from Halloween ends. Uh, aren't no fuck Halloween 2018? They indicated some elements that she might go that way, right? And then they the never closing shot up is that. her
0: holding the the bloody that, knife that in knife. the back of the truck. Like, oh yeah, she's holding the knife now. It's very reminiscent of uh daniel Harris, right? Right, exactly. And, uh, is that part four or five where she's wearing the the the, the, the clown clown suit at the end? Yeah. yeah, I think
1: that's five. I'm not positive, but. yes it is reminiscent of that so it was like to me that's that makes all the sense in the world i i would very much be interested in in having seen that ending because then it would explain a lot about her character uh yeah (laughs) but anyway so so yes they they shot endings they reshot some stuff did some some reshoots on that fight between uh uh lori and michael etc but like it just feels like you you have too many cooks who don't all know what the recipe is, but Dude, they're all yes. working hard on it uh, to make it what they think it should be. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it doesn't
0: seem to please anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've not talked to anybody like that loves this movie, dude. Like I've oh, not talked to like anybody it. that digs it. You absolutely
1: do. You know several people who like it on over there on no. the Facebook group. People have definitely uh, said that they like it, and I can get that. Like, there's really no reason to be married to the Halloween franchise as is. So if they go that way, it's like, oh, oh okay. But to me, the problem is like introducing Corey as this like new Michael Myers and then killing him before the third act is
0: such a problem.
1: That's a huge problem. Yes. You want me to be scared of this guy? Well, I'm not. I feel really bad for him, which I just don't understand what the movie's trying to go with there. Like, I feel bad for this kid. We all feel bad for this kid. We show the character's feeling bad for this kid. Then one day, he shows up, and now he's Michael Myers, and Laurie's just like, that kid's fucked up. And everybody's like, fucking that kid, man, right? Like, I felt bad for him for a second, but now he's fucked up.
0: Like, Well, what? that almost feels like, like that's like fan service to the Rob Zombie movies, where they tried to make you more sympathetic towards Michael Myers, and then he just goes full Michael Myers, and murders a bunch of babysitters and shit. That almost feels like fan service to that, which this movie plays fan service in a lot of very it fucking does. stupid it's, ways to me.
1: Yeah. It's doing like a season of the witch with the like font and color of the font choice. Yep. yep. Uh, we're doing, which some, is cool.
0: Is I appreciate cool. that, that cool. by the way, heads yeah. up. I like that.
1: Uh, you got the Halloween five cause you got the black, uh, convertible type thing going on. Also just the general amount of bullies reminds me of, of five. <laughs> um Yeah. The, you've also as you said, like there there's just the elements of the, the Rob Zombie and of Halloween, I think, returns in both Rob Zombies Halloween two and in Halloween Returns, I believe, or Resurrection. Resurrection. Halloween Returns isn't one, is it?
0: <laughs> I don't know
1: that it is. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Halloween
1: Resurrection, I think. Uh the uh Michael is like he's been injured and he's been in like in hiding for a while or whatever you know like they're they're clearly trying to bring in these elements of the other you know installments of the franchise but like it's it's kind of all a hodgepodge of like just references because yes it's much more clearly to me linked to Stephen King than to other halloween movies
0: Dude, I'm telling you, especially like from Kills to this, it starts feeling like, you know, this isn't Haddonfield, Illinois. This it's is dairy dairy main. Maine. Yeah. <laughs> the entire town is cursed. Uh-huh. And everybody is super fucking shitty and yep. awful to each other where, you know, four years ago, this huge mob of people led by a Miller High Life drunk Tommy Doyle. Uh-huh. ran this crazy campaign to get Michael Myers and ended up making some mentally ill person jump off a fucking hospital roof to kill himself. Like, that was the whole conclusion of that story. And then they all got murdered by Michael Myers. And then four years later, everybody's like, you know what? Fuck Laurie Strode. We had nothing to do with this. (laughs) It was her fault. What the fuck is going on with that?
1: Well, to be fair uh that is that is pretty consistent with how people actually act towards victims, especially when the victims uh uh the 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 victimizer uh has more victims in the future it's uh it's weird how victims can become uh just as ostracized and just as monsterized as victimizers oftentimes because people just see it as like you know oftentimes you brought this on yourself that's kind of what they're putting out in in this one that she like teased him and like you know she she tried to get him to do this which 2018 indicates that she wanted him to get out so she could kill him but she didn't do anything to make that happen
0: uh no you know who did Sartain who turns out to mean fuck all to this entire series right. <laughs> that's something I can't fucking figure out dude is that from 2018 to Kills in Kills there's no mention of Sartain the new Loomis the guy right. that was so obsessed with Michael Myers that he wanted him to get loose so he could see him in his element doing his murderous acts in and, his yeah. Uh, yeah yeah totally in his element doing yeah. his thing He gets killed by Michael Myers. People know it. Allison knows it. Allison is there and realizes what is going on. No mention of him ever again in the entire fucking (laughs) rest of the series. Yeah. What the fuck?
1: (laughs) Well, I I mean, other than him uh, being shown like dead in in Halloween Kills, yeah. They I I feel like maybe they were like. You know, I think we may have talked about this like in when we did twenty eighteen, like is do you really need a new Loomis, et cetera? Like I feel like maybe they were like, oh, let's just the less we say about that character, the better
0: but <laughs> honestly, I like that. I like that this doctor that's kind of the personification of interest and fascination with the darkness, with the twisted mind of serial killers is what keeps this alive like. I kind of dig that, in a way. And then this just writes it off.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, Halloween Kills just writes off the entire premise of all of the movies that that uh, Michael is interested in Laurie, that he's that trying too. to kill her. And Halloween Kills just says, nah, he just like standing in that window.
0: Yeah, he <laughs> loves that dang winder, so he can look out of that thing. And then this movie ultimately it makes kills pretty useless too because really nothing that happens in kills is relevant in this like you could well it is it is because I mean, of
1: that's that's the town hates lori because as you said they for some reason blame her for all the shit they did
0: i guess yeah, but,
1: but you're right it, it doesn't make any sense doesn't make any sense yeah
0: Well, even, like, the reintroduction of characters like Lindsay and some of these other uh, uh, characters that we had reintroduced. Tommy Doyle, I mean, he fucking dies. Most of these characters that are reintroduced from the 1978 original that appear in Kills die in Kills end up being nothing in this movie other than Lindsay is still here. To do nothing. Lindsay is now a tarot well, card enthusiast and owns a bar. <laughs> yeah.
1: She she is there to do uh the very important job of Deb saying to uh Allison, Hey, you probably shouldn't be interested in that guy because he killed a kid, and then Lindsay going, You could date whoever you want to date. Twenty minutes later, Lori's like I don't want him dating that guy. And Lindsay's like, yeah, fucking sucks, right? Let's talk to this what? dude.
0: <laughs> what the fuck is going on with yeah. that?
1: Lindsay's character is no character. They they just know that this actress was liked in Halloween Kills. And they didn't sh- uh, show her get killed. So they brought her back, but they don't have anything for her to fucking do.
0: She doesn't do anything.
1: She's great. I do like her. I understand why you bring yeah, her. Yeah, she's back. good. But why not do something with that? Like, Lind- yeah, I don't know. Lindsay's an interesting character too because Lindsay appears in like five Halloween movies and has never she died. Uh huh. <laughs> like that's you don't see that with Halloween characters.
0: But then even there's so much stuff in kills that happens. That ends up amounting to fuck all, but it felt right. like it was building to something. Like the last time that we saw Laurie Strode, she was basically becoming this damn super melodramatic Loomis type character, where she was talking about every time Michael kills, he transcends and becomes more powerful, and this is the curse, this is his masterpiece. Like, yeah, those movie, are Loomis lines that Laurie is saying.
1: Yeah, but this and movie the says that's it, true. This movie's like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, that's all absolutely true.
0: Okay, but then what happens with the whole thing that Lori says, which out of nowhere, for no reason, she apparently knows this, in Kills, she's like, if Michael is going to die, I have to die with him. For one of us to die, the other one has to go. That doesn't amount to fuck all.
1: No, no, it doesn't. Can you imagine? Okay, just listen. Just just hear me out. Can you imagine if... Halloween kills had gone the exact same way it went, except for that. For uh, some reason, they don't uh, hound an innocent man to commit suicide
0: because that just what was that about? It doesn't yeah.
1: even need to be in the movie. Seriously, if you cut it out, it doesn't change anything. Um, cut that out, have the part where they all surround him, have them actually subdue and kill him, then take him and crush him, and then boom, that's the fucking end and i that guarantee could that be it i guarantee that was what they originally planned and then when they got the offer for three movies they were like well yeah we'll split that up and we'll have a real interesting story in between where a guy named Corey shows up and the executives are all like Corey. oh wow that's an inter- okay probably gonna be cool
0: <laughs> hmm yeah. I mean, honestly, that would have made more sense. It would have made so much more sense. to end it in Kills To end it
1: at that point, that would have been great. And honestly, then, looking back at Kills, it, people would have been like, yeah, it was fine. It wasn't, I mean, it's not as good as 2018, but it's fine.
0: Um, but, you know, like Myers comes back, total chaos, bloodbath, riots. Eventually, this town beats its evil. Yeah. Cool. That's All cool. Right, fine.
1: Instead of... What seems to happen, which is the town doesn't beat its evil evil, the town succumbs to evil entirely, yeah. pushes a kid to the brink where he becomes another Michael Myers, then they have to relive that trauma until what? Like what? Like the town doesn't get resolution to the Corey trauma. No. That, that just happens in Lori's uh, fucking hallway. Uh <laughs> like and the town isn't aware that Michael Myers is back. So she shows up with a corpse with a Michael Myers mask on, and she's like, It's him, guys. <laughs> like Oh shit. Lori could just be a serial killer if she wanted to.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Huh. <laughs>
1: I I mean there there's even like a little bit in the movie to make you wonder because the the radio station guy keeps throwing out these conspiracy theories that the Michael Myers from twenty eighteen and and kills is not Michael Myers.
0: Yes, and then the the hobo guy that's guarding Michael's cave Says is like going to get that Myers. mask. I'm Michael Myers, right? And he he's dead. Like there are dead. these vaguely alluded to things that none of this is Michael, but I guess it is. Maybe like I I just it's so unclear. It's just ridiculous.
1: It is, and just imagine though. Also, because I thought the first time I saw this, I thought this was where they were going. That Corey is seeing Michael. Like, Michael's Dude, not yes. there. And yes. that that would have then made all the sense in the world, too. So, uh, Lori kills Corey and also realizes, like, no, Michael really is gone. He's dead. Like, he must have died. But you don't have the full-on resolution, so of course you can continue to make your fucking sequels that they're definitely going to make any goddamn way. Uh, Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's already bidding wars up for the future of the Halloween franchise right now. There's a lot of talk going on about which studio might buy this and turn it into a TV series or movie franchise or whatever. Like, it's already up for debate. There are going to be more Halloween movies.
1: I can't wait for the CW to have their show about the most interesting Halloween character. Corey Cunningham. That's right. Oh yeah, the
0: Corey prequel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just called Haddonfield. Like it's Haddonfield, just about Haddonfield yeah, High or something.
1: Absolutely, it's about on the yes, CW. On the CW. Yeah, I, I think that like this introduction of Corey would have worked really well if Michael wasn't actually there. Like it would have been real interesting because it then would make sense when Corey can like push around Michael at at one point because it it would be like oh this is a thing that's in his head he's gaining power over this thing that's in his head because yes if if this little kid who gets beat up by band geeks can push around Michael Myers then of course that's not a monster anyone would be afraid
0: of right (laughs) right and there's no way that that's Michael And, and you know it's funny because there's several points in this movie that I was asking myself, like, is this scene happening in Corey's head? Is he interacting with this person at all? Like, the scene where he is spending the night in the house of that kid he accidentally killed. Right. And he wakes up, and Lori Strode is there. Uh, right. Leaning her chair up against the wall uh-huh. and having this crazy, melodramatic conversation about the tribe and trauma and all this shit and then suddenly she's not there anymore yeah and it's like it's lori acting way more badass and hard-ass than she does the rest of the movie it seems very out of character yeah Mm -hmm. i was wondering if that was just happening in his head or if that was actually lori who's now has michael myers powers and could just vanish out of nowhere (laughs) and even um the what's his name ronald donald the the guy that's like his stepdad i guess Oh, yeah, Ronald, right? There were several points in the movie where I was like, is this guy appearing to anybody else or just Corey? Because <laughs> it's like every scene that the guy is in, like like the dinner table scene with Corey and his mom, they're eating spaghetti, and they get into some kind of argument, and then it's just been Corey and his mom in the frame, and then after the mom gets all huffy and leaves the table, the camera pans over to Ronald, who's suddenly sitting there at the table the whole time, and he's like, I hope you find love. Right. (laughs) I'm like, was he there the whole time, or is Corey imagining this guy? But (laughs) then that guy gets killed by some other character in the movie, so I guess not.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do want to just real quick point out something about that spaghetti dinner scene, and just go back and look at this. It shows the mom's glass of milk. And I'm not (laughs) fucking kidding you. It is rimmed with spaghetti sauce from her having it all over her lips when she goes to drink.
0: I know. I'm so glad you noticed that. But I noticed that this time too, where I was like, "Okay, milk with your spaghetti dinner. You are an insane person." (laughs) That's but also, why is it fucking covered in? like lipstick or spaghetti sauce like yeah. she'd been damn deep throat in that glass every time she's going for a sip what the fuck
1: we're going to have to talk about your anti-milk stance but uh
0: <laughs> milks for villains <laughs>
1: What I don't get this I don't get people's hatred of milk. Milk fucking rules. <laughs> I drink so okay, much milk. I, I
0: will be honest. I no. I have been doing more milk um lately, making some like post workout right. You know, yogurt and banana uh, uh-huh. smoothie kind of rigs and stuff. I have been doing a bit more. I am also slightly more villainous than usual, though. You okay, have
1: well maybe that makes sense. I am pretty much a villain. Uh, but yeah, it's gross as fuck. I like he. I mean, we we were talking about how this is very Stephen Kingy, and and this is very Dairy Maine, and you know, fucking clearly, Michael Myers is Pennywise because if you're not afraid of him, you can push him around. Uh, Apparently, yeah. But is the mom Corey's mom is clearly like Carrie's momming it. Yep, like totally. She, she is definitely supposed to be somewhere on that level. And then we also got the fact that uh, like they said that Christine is a major like uh uh influence on this so the once you know
0: that yeah it's so obvious it's
1: so obvious it is so obvious that christine is is an influence specifically carpenters christine not not necessarily the book as much but carpenters christine uh it it's interesting as well that you could also say that there's an apt pupil homage going on with michael Mm. myers and Corey. So, yeah. it it feels far more like a Stephen King movie than a Halloween movie. Agree. Which yeah, isn't totally a terrible thing, but it's not, this is like supposed to be the fourth movie in a series to suddenly be like, No, nah, I mean, it's not really about Michael. It's about uh, an evil force that infests this town. Like, yeah, we know. We've seen it.
0: But, dude, here's the thing is that's especially weird considering that this is the same, you know, directoral team for all three movies. Like, when the the new Star Wars trilogy made these crazy tonal and story-wise jumps movie to movie, it's like, well, it's because it was passing from J.J. Abrams to Uh Ryan Johnson that had this idea he wanted to do, then back to J.J. who had this idea. But this is all the same team, Apparently, although apparently not, considering you just said. They well, had yeah, no, writing the right the
1: writing teams are are different, so that that has a lot to do with it. And I do wonder, like, it it feels to me like maybe David Gordon Green and and uh fucking oh shit, what's Kenny Powers'
0: name? <laughs> ah, uh, oh. Uh, uh fuck, Danny McBride. Danny, right, I did yeah. this earlier. I couldn't yes. remember his fucking name.
1: David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. may be overinflating how much they wrote. I, I, I wonder. Don't, I I don't. I I would very much believe they were handed this script and they were like, "Oh shit." Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's that's good. This is yeah. That's what we said to do. Put our names on it too. Yeah. It Dude. doesn't feel like it. And the thing is, as I said, like the 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 bit at the end, the actual confrontation between Laurie and Michael Myers, and then the town coming there together to kill him, is clearly a perfect ending to Halloween Kills. But it's not a perfect ending to the movie Halloween Ends, which is about no. a kid named Corey Cunningham, and not about Michael Myers.
0: Well, and about an entire town being against Laurie Strode, right? And, and then suddenly, sudden, like, oh, okay, yeah, we're well, on the this curse side. Is Let's broken. take him to this dump.
1: It literally is a curse. This movie is 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 pulling in Curse of Michael Myers. This is the Curse of Thorn. Like, the town is cursed by Michael, and Laurie can kill him at the end because she is finally not afraid of him. Not because she's fully like gotten past her fear of of him but she's gotten past her fear of dying i feel like and at that Hmm. point he no longer has that power over her and she can actually kill him though she is it looks like she is willing to let herself go and i guess let him continue to live because when he kills people he gets stronger in this uh okay right. yeah does he uh,
0: does he he does this he is, does. okay this is a big question that i have about this entire thing and it's something that we were all wondering about after we watched halloween kills uh-huh. is michael myers a supernatural yep. entity or he is. not because In
1: this, he is yep i think so there
0: are so many things that seem to indicate that but uh-huh. then there's also so many things that indicate that he's not i mean even whenever Corey you know effortlessly beats him up and takes his mask it's because he's, like, he's You're not just afraid an of him. old man in a halloween mask
1: because he's not afraid of him it's the fucking uh pennywise treatment
0: they're not yeah, afraid I mean, of him fucking, so he doesn't have uh, power elm street one rules elm street right one like i take back my power yeah. i turn yeah. my back on you or whatever that's it,
1: that's it. And, and it's lame and it's stupid but that's it that's what i'm saying is like don't think too hard about it because that is it. They're really just saying, yeah, it's a curse. And if you're not afraid of him, then he doesn't have power.
0: Okay. But if that is the case and Michael is like powered up when people fear him and after he murders people and shit at the end of kills, after he like Mortal Kombat. He should be combat, his
1: most powerful, dude, right?
0: <laughs> X-ray fatalities, damn 30 people in a row. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm so strong. I'm going to go hide in a sewer for four years. <laughs> What? No, guy should have been fucking pulling down damn buildings by no, the end of that I'm movie. No, I'm telling you, this no, he fucking, just retired.
1: This is fucking uh, Yoda fucking going off to to Dagobah or whatever, right? Like he's 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 going into the sewer cave, a thing that definitely exists, and he's he is honing and, and like focusing his powers on creating this alliteration curse that will make. <laughs> I like I truly think this is it because the movie doesn't tell us any other story. The movie no. is telling us a story about a curse that is broken by not being afraid anymore and that's dumb.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> and you're telling me a movie about Haddonfield which is not it's not Los Angeles with 80 billion people. In it. No. It is a small every town. Bitty town. That's the yeah. thing about about Haddonfield that has always attracted us to the series is knowing a serial killer can be there in any town. Evil right. can infest any small town, like Haddonfield, Illinois, just some little know-nothing town. Uh, a bum can find Michael Myers. Nobody else can. Nobody can find him. Even though it's hinted to us in the newspapers and shit that people are going missing all over the place. Again, this is very it, Derry yep. style. yep. Where there's like missing persons, posters, and news clippings all over the place. Nobody knows what's happened to these people, but also nobody can find Michael Myers, who's just hanging out in a fucking sewer.
1: Yeah, only this homeless guy. I mean, that's, I mean, that kind of, that says something, right? Like, it feels to me throughout the entire Halloween Ends movie, like Halloween Kills, we had police through the whole movie. Halloween ends. We see Will Patton at the grocery store. We don't see the police investigating any of the stuff that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like they're just not doing it. And I wonder if it really is just like they they they've given up. Like it shows in the beginning. Like you know, uh, there, a couple a couple of people got shot in a jeep on Halloween, but he says it wasn't you know Michael because Michael doesn't use guns. Uh, and then the uh, mother of Freddie hung herself in front of her house on Halloween, wearing her son's Halloween costume, which is sad and depressing and even more yeah. sad and depressing because the movie doesn't tell us that. You just have to no. figure it out on your own.
0: <laughs> Dude. I didn't know that until I was like reading trivia or reviews or something that the the kid in twenty eighteen in the devil costume that gets like impaled on that gate by Myers. That's his mom that hangs herself in this. Like, I didn't put that together. She's briefly in, like, Halloween Kills with, like, one line, where she's like, I'm looking for my son, and that's it.
1: Yeah, she sees his dead body, and that is it. And then, yes, um, she commits suicide in the opening of this movie. And the thing is that, like, this movie is kind of flippant about suicide in general. Like, Boy, it
0: seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, Cherry like, blossoms are suicide, Steve. What a cool line.
1: Those are your choices, yeah. Cherry blossoms are suicide. And,
0: <laughs> uh, like, uh,
1: okay, like, the, the mom of Freddie committing suicide, it should be a devastating moment, and it no, it's yes. nothing. And then no. uh, uh, fucking Lori fakes like she's going to commit suicide to what lure Corey and he's already coming she doesn't have to dude, do
0: any of that that moment right there is one thing that just fucking infuriates me the entire pageantry of Lori pouring herself a drink yeah drinking it down making that call well th- looking real sad in the face and putting the gun to her head that was that's er- for the fucking camera dude
1: that was one that's of the, the original camera. endings was her committing suicide that was it That's
0: fucking bleak. Yeah, it's bleak. And also, like, what would it even mean? Like, I guess... Dude, and and also get this. Like, why did Corey, thinking she was going to kill herself, because I I guess he maybe intercepted that call on a radio or something, why didn't he just let her do it? He interrupted her.
1: Right? (laughs) Like, what? what? It doesn't make sense at all. Like, it feels like they because you know nobody apparently liked the idea of her committing suicide at the end it feels like they they had that and then they were like okay just keep writing but don't don't cut that because we might go back to it and then they started making the movie and they were shooting that scene and they're all like why are we shooting this again and they were just like don't worry what about I, it if dude. we don't need it we'll just cut it and <laughs>
0: What a hyper-unnecessary thing to add into this story. And this weird, unnecessary, unbelievable tension when you know that Corey is going after Lori. You know he's going to take her out, but you have to have Lori do this fake suicide scene just for the camera. Yeah. Like, dude, she's making sad faces and stuff. Nobody's watching her. We are. Just, as the viewers yeah. of this movie, yeah, but that scene is entirely pointless. Corey comes to the house. That's all that needs to happen.
1: Yeah, and he was assume he was gonna do that anyway because he wanted to go kill her, yeah. so he could then run off with his girlfriend <laughs> Allison. Like, and then I, I don't know. And the Allison shows up and is like, "Oh, Corey's dead," dressed as Michael Myers. This must be some stupid shit you did,
0: Grandma. Dude, holy shit, man. What a stupid fucking scene. Okay, let's add on top of that. Allison, the nurse, who we've seen working at a medical facility, walks into her (laughs) grandmother's house, sees her boyfriend bleeding out on the ground, never mind the fact that he's wearing a Mike Myers costume and the Michael Myers fucking mask. It's sitting right there. Right there, uh-huh. doesn't do jack shit to try to revive him. And doesn't he's still check motherfucker's alive. pulse. He's still alive <laughs> yeah. at that point. Like she maybe could have fucking saved him. Put some yeah. goddamn pressure on his neck wound. Maybe you could have brought him back. Even Listen. though, oh, okay. God, just to back up even more. Okay. <laughs> even though his entire suicide was predicated on, if I can't have her, nobody can. Ugh. Then kills himself. No, okay. If you're in a movie or a story and you say that, it means you're about to kill that person. That right. way nobody can have them.
1: Yes. And, and, he misunderstood uh, the assignment
0: nah, and stabbed himself in the neck so that
1: I think they <laughs> thought it, it was have so him. clever. They thought it was so clever, like, he's really getting her because he's killing himself. Fuck but me. He's also driving gotcha. a wedge between her and Allison. A wedge, by the way, that the movie doesn't play out or do anything with. She just comes no. back. So... Uh, yeah, she
0: comes back. Yeah. She just comes back. No um, reason. Okay. She comes back after an extremely subtle thing that I only noticed this time. Okay. That... There's this part where she's at these train tracks or something and she stops her car and gets out and the radio tower is on fire (laughs) because of a scene that we saw where Corey didn't set the radio tower on fire (laughs) and he had previously talked about how much the radio tower means to him. And that's why she decides, like, oh, Corey must be at the end of his rope. He burned down the radio right, tower. Right,
1: because he's, yeah, this <sighs> is the thing that matters most to him. So then Fuck I need to go me, stupid. back to my grandmother, because he was at the end of his rope. So he must have attacked her. Like, yeah, like, no, if I was dude, Andy the thought Matizek, doesn't work that way. the actress, I would be so mad that they brought her back after her being well-written in 2018. Pretty okay in Halloween Kills, and then this just like a full-on afterthought.
0: Like I, This is a different character. This yeah. is a different character entirely than what we saw in the other movies, dude. In Okay, especially in 2018, she was the one that was on the victim's side. She was the yeah. one that was trying to believe her grandmother, who had been through this horrible trauma, even though her mom, Lori's daughter, had given up on her and been like, man, because of my mom's trauma, she raised me like a lunatic, and I was shooting rifles at age five, and you know, my mom's obsession with Michael Myers ruined her whole life. She's obsessed. I gotta get away from her. Allison was the one in that movie that was just like, I believe her. I believe she's been through some shit, and she's right to continue on with this. Fast forward to her being... In her early 20s at this point, maybe 22, something like that. hmm And she's like, fuck you, grandma. You don't know about my boyfriend. <laughs> what the fuck?
1: Yeah, she suddenly went from being this mature, like, 17, 18-year-old to this defiant early 20-something that, for no reason, like... I just read Twilight.
0: I love a bad boy. Right,
1: but she, she, she clearly like did have uh, you know a bad boyfriend in the first one. So I guess somehow that translated in the writers' heads to oh she, she has bad taste in men because well, at she 17, clearly does. A guy kissed another girl at a dance, so she must like assholes
0: who kill okay. people. Okay, <laughs> so so there is that, but then there's also the. The storyline where she dated that cop—that's clearly like uh-huh. fifty something. Yeah, and
1: a fucking <laughs> creeper too, like
0: and a creeper asshole. Yeah. And they—they they dated years ago, which means she was like 20, and that guy was yeah. like forty-five. And right. a cop, yeah. What is that about? Yeah, I—I I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it—it it really
1: like seems like they they're just trying to show that like she really went off the rails because her parents died and and stuff that like i guess maybe you know we're supposed to see that she's like pursuing this toxic behavior but they're not showing it in other ways like Hmm. when she and her grandmother shows them in the beginning they're just happy nothing there's no like they seem to be doing great Yeah, yeah so it's not like It's not like she's turned to alcohol and drugs. It's not like she's turned to toxic or like dangerous behavior. It's just she is terrible at dating. Like, she just picks the (laughs) worst people to date. I don't understand.
0: Hey, man, trauma changes shape. What? (laughs) It also seems, okay, really weird to me that... All right, look at it this way. Who are the people that seem to be the most unlikely to celebrate Halloween? I'm thinking Laurie Strode, Allison <laughs> Strode, and Corey Cunningham. <laughs> Those seem like people that would be like, right. you know what? No Fuck Halloween. Halloween. For me. Yeah, I'm no not, Halloween. No, just not doing this is that. The, this is the holiday where I accidentally kill somebody. Uh, people try to kill me multiple times over in my life. <laughs> Yeah. And in this movie, everybody's like, yeah, Halloween, I guess. Yeah, cool. Let's go party. Let's go dance.
1: It's honestly weird that the entire town of Haddonfield (laughs) is. Yeah, that too. The whole town. Halloween. Like,
0: what is happening? I would think, dude, like after the events of 78 and after the events of Kills, I would think even four years on, especially when Michael Myers is still not captured and is missing, I would think, like, police presence would be. Damn inescapable right on Halloween in Haddonfield. You'd like seems like so. there should be cops fucking everywhere.
1: You'd think so, but instead, we don't see them basically at all throughout the entirety of Halloween ends. No. Until uh-uh. right at the very end. Yeah, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, like right at the very end when Cowboy Hat Sheriff... that seemed like he was gonna be something in these movies right he just kind of shows up and he's like i'm cool with this that's his Uh, entire contribution to this (laughs) movie i'm cool with this mob justice that's
1: fine sure Uh, (laughs) why even have him show up at all why are the cops there since they weren't there the rest of the fucking time
0: yeah no idea it's just like oh yeah this one character we forgot to put in the movie here he is all right moving on that seems to be about it to me. Yeah, you know,
1: it really does, and I, I think that like, um, you know, just when when it comes down to it, like w- we said, we were gonna start with the good. Oh yeah, yeah. And Let, we never some good stuff out there. I've yes. really gotten to it uh, because no. there's not a lot of it. There's some good. Well, kills. you know,
0: like. <laughs> let's look at it this way like the way that you know you're supposed to in a managerial sense do the compliment sandwich where it's like you did this good this could use work you did this good that's supposed to be the way you phrase stuff let's do the insult sandwich let's put the good stuff in the middle okay <laughs>
1: yeah okay all right the okay so stuff. kills are good you kills said are yeah? Good. yeah there's some good kills um the the mask looks cool from all the, the mask damage. looks great
0: yeah. I still say that the idea that we put out last year when we did Halloween Kills, where we talked about like after the house fire that Michael survived at the end of 2018, it would have been so sick if the mask like melted to his face. And it's like, oh, it's not yeah. a mask anymore. Yeah. That's just his face. Like, fuck, that would be sick. I still maintain that's a cool idea. But yeah, the mask um, does look really good. And like you said, there are some... Some dope kills in this man. One yep. that stood out to me that I'd forgotten about is that goddamn blowtorch kill that happened at the junkyard, awesome. like slaughter scene. Yeah, that sick man.
1: So good. Um, I I think that uh, you know that that uh corkscrew to the neck, like just showing that Corey is like Ooh. he doesn't really know how to do this, and he's way messier than than uh michael though it gets like that kill is cool then it gets kind of ruined for me when the next kill is deb and we've seen michael myers stab somebody up against a wall and as i said when we talked about halloween 1978 and i've said again when we've talked about other halloween movies uh, michael's an artist like He, he, that's his thing. Like he sets up these, like he, he kills somebody and then puts a flashlight in their head to make them look like a jack-o'-lantern or whatever. He's an artist. And this movie doesn't let any subtlety lie there. He Mm -mm. takes this woman, centers her directly onto a piece of art, and then stabs her onto the piece of art. So you can see like, get it he's an artist this is a piece of art to him get it subtle not subtle fucking all like it's it was already in the goddamn movies you're not a genius for making it entirely obvious Uh, anyway uh -uh.
0: (laughs) sorry we're talking
1: about positives
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the good stuff um the DJ kill where he, like, smashes uh-huh. his head so and cuts good. his tongue out is... So good. Damn, dude. Like, fucking thirty in the penalty box for unnecessary roughness. That is brutal. And it's honestly even weird, considering the tone of the rest of the movie, to show us something that is that... Brutal? You know, just... Yeah, brutal. Yeah. Just yeah. that close up and stuff. And show his, you know, his jaw hanging and his tongue hanging out and then his yeah. severed and then tongue to on the, the record. then the cut the tongue
1: off. yeah uh yeah i that's want to talk great. more about
0: that dj in a minute by the way i'm not done with that but we're in the compliment mode right oh, now.
1: okay um also hey it's always great to see diana prince aka darcy the male girl from the last yeah. drive-in it's cool that she was there so that's a positive for me um <laughs> i'm really scraping man is the thing i think it's david scraping, gordon green yeah. shoots a good movie like the movie, it, like there's yeah, some really good shots at times.
0: There, there are. I, I will asterisk that with saying it doesn't really look like the other two movies we've been no. presented at all, and also it doesn't feel like. And I'm not saying Halloween the franchise. I'm saying like the holiday Halloween. Like one thing that I love about Halloween 2018 is it's Halloween. Is yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah, it yeah. feels very much like watching Trick or Treat or Home Alone, where like every frame is kind of saturated with the colors of the season. Right. It feels like that holiday, you uh-huh. know? Um, this does not. Like, yeah, it's at only Halloween, this, this doesn't one feel like Halloween
1: night, and it's kind of just like, a, like an excuse to have Corey be able to go out so he can wear yeah. a mask. That's it. Like Halloween is perfunctory in this
0: yeah damn it even in the compliment section we're getting <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry this movie's not that's true, good though.
1: that's the issue no. is that like uh-uh. trying to find the good stuff it's like yeah there's they're like watching it it is a competently shot movie that has some really good visual moments it doesn't look like the past two movies as you as you said maybe they were trying to change up the visual style but it, it you're right it doesn't have that Halloween thing feel that the other two had and it's not focused toward the the holiday of halloween even though halloween is still in it like it 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 feels like it's just misfiring on every fucking opportunity like every Every time they could have like hit the target just hit the target not even a bullseye they just miss it by a mile for some fucking reason
0: i don't get it Uh, i've got I've got a few more pluses I'll throw into the column. I, I do think the I do think the car crusher kind of death is cool for Myers. I like that Lori's the uh-huh, one that I dumps that. him in there. Yeah, and really that good. he was he was already dead at that point. I mean they slid his wrist yeah. and stuff, but then they're like he has to be eliminated. So yeah. <laughs> let's throw his body into this crusher. Like that's pretty brutal. That's pretty cool. I love those fucking crushers. I will watch anything get crushed up. It I is love that cool shit. as
1: hell to see.
0: It's like a cool. car
1: just get eaten. Like, yeah, oh, Or a bicycle,
0: a propane tank, anything. anything I'll yeah. watch uh-huh. anything get tossed in those fucking things. Um, I think that the John Carpenter soundtrack kicks ass. Yes. There's a lot of stuff in here, dude, that is like, well, of course I love it because it's the classic Halloween theme or Laurie's theme or whatever. But then there's, there's subtle stuff going on that, you know, again, fucking... Okay, I'm band geek bully over here. I just realized that I am band geek bully. <laughs> okay. Because I'm I'm beating the shit out of this movie, but then I'll also compliment some cool things going on music theory-wise. The right. <laughs> yeah, we're like, okay, you know, the Myers theme, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, uh-huh. it's, it, it's using like root and fifth and flat six in there. Okay. And Corey's theme that they introduce in this is using very similar intervals. Like it's basically made of the same... Ingredients, uh huh. Okay. But it turns out very differently, yeah. You know? uh-huh. All right, um, it's pretty cool what Carpenter did where he's like, I need to make that theme that evil theme change shape as well. Where it is something new, but it is made of the same ingredients. Like, he did some really smart stuff with the score in this, and I love although it is hyper misleading, um, that song the movie starts with. That, like, really fun, like, 1950s. It's almost like a rock and uh, yes. roll Buck Owens song. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. really fun. I love uh-huh. that song. Like, even though I hate this movie, I'll still spin that song all the time because it is really, really, really fun. I can't remember what it's called. It's like the monster, the monster prowl or something. <laughs> the I can't monster remember what jamboree.
1: It is. It's no monster fuck. We know that.
0: It's no monster yeah. fuck. I mean, what is, right?
1: I want to talk about uh, John Carpenter right quick because, like, You know, recently on Legacy Brutality, we did Apocalypse Trilogy. So I I watched a ton of uh, Carpenter interviews. And what I have learned about Carpenter is that every time that a Halloween sequel gets made, you will see John Carpenter signed off of it on it or whatever, like advertised as like a reason why it might be okay or whatever. Let me tell you something about John Carpenter. You come to him with a script and say, we're going to make a Halloween movie for like, you know, $30 million. He's like, great. What are you going to do? And they tell, they tell him and he's like, okay, wonderful. Do it. Can I make the music? Awesome. And he you gets two paychecks. Me? He gets <laughs> two paychecks for creating the characters and for doing the music. He has no reason to ever say the script is bad.
0: Why would he? And, and, you know, here's the thing, too. If you want to hear that explanation and be like, man, he sounds like a real greedy sellout or whatever. No. Like, take into account John Carpenter, one of the greatest motherfucker, you know, horror directors ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Made so many incredible, amazing movies that were just mega box office flops just because... The industry, because critics, because whoever shit on them. I'm talking about like legendary shit, like The, the Thing. Thing. yeah. And even like cult classic stuff, like They Live. Like uh-huh. the guy poured himself into his work, got shit on for it, and is then just like, uh, fuck it. I want to fucking watch basketball games and play video games and make, make music. Make music, yeah. Yeah, nobody can shit on me for doing that, so I'll, I guess I'll just retire and do this stuff. Like, you know, I get it. I, I do it. too.
1: I do too. The industry really fucked him over, and the yes. fact that he gets to fuck the industry over back he's great. When they come to him and say, "John Carpenter, you're the fucking horror legend. Do you like our Halloween script?" and he goes, "Yeah, kid, it's great." <laughs> he gets his check.
0: Yeah, cool. He doesn't Let me get behind his matter. synthesizer with the yes. boy and fucking make a dope ass soundtrack because here's the thing nobody's shitting on the soundtrack nobody's like turning down his work and is just like ah we're gonna get dead mouse to do the soundtrack instead fuck you john carpenter like he's doing the thing that people love and nobody's shitting on him for it so yeah why wouldn't you pursue that
1: yeah yeah i i absolutely yeah like what i'm saying though is uh John Carpenter signing off on a new Halloween movie means nothing except he's going to get a check, and he's happy about that, and it's cool. And it's yeah. it's also cool that David Gordon Green and, and Danny McBride and everybody else involved with this got a check, uh, I, <laughs> and they're going to make more Halloween movies, and we'll you know, get to be as disappointed in them as we almost always are in a new Halloween yeah. movie. It's it's a never ending cycle and uh, uh, fuck uh, Mustafa Akad, Malika Cod uh, Mustafa Cod's yeah. son who has taken over has said his father would often quote Donald Pleasance when Donald Pleasance would say uh, I think I'll stop once we made twenty two films so yeah sure you know like it's a joke where it's like yeah you know that seems like a nice round number to stop at but also it's like go ahead who cares. It doesn't matter. Like I don't have a dedication to any of the Halloween movies except the first one. Well, and yeah. Season of the Witch. <laughs> Season of the Witch is great. <laughs> but like I don't mind. Maybe another 2018 will come out. Maybe another one that I I like enough will come out that it's fun or maybe we'll get another Halloween ends. Who knows? Could but be, we're definitely right? going to get more. <laughs> it's just yeah, going to happen. Yeah, definitely coming,
0: man. You know, in the positives category, I'll tell you another one too that I like about not only this movie, but this entire, you know, trilogy, quadrilogy, whichever way you want to categorize it. uh uh-huh. They never tried to explain Michael's origin. That's one oh. thing that I was at least very uh-huh. satisfied with yes. this. And I didn't yeah. even realize it until this time around. I was like, wow, we made it through 1978 to his, you know, definite death in that car crusher thing without ever analyzing or explaining like, well, it's because he had a, a you know, shitty white trash redneck family like in Rob Zombies, <laughs> or it's because it was the curse of Thorn and he was part of this cult conspiracy like we got in the original movies. They never even tried at all. Like they made it through this entire story with Michael is pure and simply evil. That's it. Well Great. I mean I love that.
1: I I mean Lori keeps trying to explain that he's it's a curse and that he's evil and stuff. She keeps trying, but there's to do no that.
0: but there is no a, like there
1: is no resolution, yeah, right? exactly. There's there, nobody there's no, comes in and says, Yeah, you're right, that's exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, right. and it's not attached to like, well, this fucking you know, witch in town <laughs> cursed the Myers right. family, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, even though she wants to say. Yeah, Michael's curse and he's infected this town and all this shit. There's still not a yeah. you know uh, mythological reason for why it's happening. And I at least will say, even though I, I really hate this movie and I don't like kills, at least they didn't try to either explain it away and midi chlorion his ass or make me try to sympathize with Michael Myers. They didn't. That's I at least good, appreciate yeah. that.
1: Yeah, that is good. Yeah, they 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 squander the sympathy they engender for Corey, because I was definitely sympathetic for him, and I feel like there was a way to play this out where Corey, like, he begins to turn to this dark side, and then maybe instead of having him kill that homeless man first, he he lures the cop into the uh, uh, sewer cave and then seeing the cop get killed by Michael disgusts him and he like changes him yeah it changes him yeah like I could see that would have been maybe a much better story like there's so many ways I could see this going that I feel like would have been at least more comprehensible (laughs) like this is just kind of like as you said, just so many questions as you're watching, like why oh my God, this, man. why that, Dude, et cetera.
0: For real. Uh, so are, are we off of the off of the plus category now? Can we back, get, back <laughs> yeah, get back to the shit talk? Yeah, let's <laughs> get
1: back to the shit talk.
0: Okay, so now that you asked the question, how did he get there? I want to ask you one question that I had about this, okay? Okay. The scene where Corey and Michael inexplicably tag team kill the doctor and the nurse at their house right at the uh-huh. doctor's house which is stupid as fuck anyway um one question i had about this Had would they get there how That's did they actually get to that residence because Corey has a dirt a bike as we yeah. know
1: uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so did did like michael like ride behind him on it and he's like hold on tight and he like wraps his arms around him
1: I I feel like there is a sexual component to their relationship. I mean, like, Michael essentially comes when he stabs that cop. He does,
0: yes. (laughs) Uh, And
1: whenever uh, Corey is watching Michael kill Deb, like, he has, like, this sort of ecstatic look on his face. I believe there is some sexual element to their, uh, you know... uh, Pupil and and tutor relationship.
0: Oh, dude. I mean, even when they're in the cave killing that cop, like, there's a definite, like, gangbang aspect to that where Corey is like behind him like front to ass and michael is like getting him he's like show me how to do it right yeah uh, like it's yeah. very sexual for it sure is.
1: it is very sexual and he the the entire time it's happening he's staring directly at michael like watching michael. oh in the yeah. eyes and stuff yeah i kind
0: of wonder too if maybe like they left that cave and they totally like twilighted it and he piggyback rode him and he's like hang on my little spider monkey and they like ran yeah. really fast to the doctor
1: house god i'd love to see that scene that would be I'm seeing amazing. it in my head right now and it's
0: great. Yeah. Little scarecrow guy, Michael yeah. Myers, Spider Monkey running, you know. Can you
1: imagine Michael Myers, Corey Cunningham like love montage? Just like them yes. walking through the dark forest at night to get to the doctor's house or whatever, or sharpening the their motorcycle. knives together. Yeah, sharpening you know. their knives. Like oh, Corey Corey cuts a smile into the mask. And Michael's like, Aww. "You
0: rascal." <laughs> Jesus, dude. Okay, let me ask you another question. Cigarette. So, during that um, you know, very gripping and very scary scene in the movie where we have Laurie Strode in the grocery store doing some shopping and she runs into Officer Frank, right? Uh-huh. It's kind of played out like they're they're sort of flirty with each other, kind of interested in each other, but it sort of played out like that's the first time they've seen each other since Halloween Kills, and they were sharing that hospital room together, and he was talking about how he feels guilty because he let Myers go, and she's spouting off all that ridiculous Loomis-ass shit about the mythology of Michael. Right. But then they're running into each other in their small-town grocery store, and it's like they've just seen each other for the first time in years. Have they not been keeping in touch with each other?
1: Yeah, that's odd. That's odd. It's been four years, and she is telling him, like, oh, I moved in with, with Allison. So, like, that whole night on, like, uh, Halloween uh, Kills they're in a hospital room like flirting with each other or whatever. Yeah. And it's clear they're going to have like, you know, a cute, you know, old people relationship. But they just haven't
0: they haven't talked since they <laughs> like apparently not. Have, like they don't have phones, they don't live in the same town and see each other all the time. Yeah, I don't I don't get that.
1: I I I just don't feel like I don't know. I mean, I understand maybe her Wanting to leave behind the things that reminded her of that night, and that sort of budding relationship being one of those things, but them just having no interaction seems entirely unlikely
0: to me. That seems strange, right? Yeah, I I don't get it, but I
1: like I am glad that like they are cute together. That is like a cute element running through it. But it yes. it yeah, I I feel like they could have just been like. You know, they they could still be up to date on each other, but like they haven't dated because Lori just can't get past what's happened. Her daughter was murdered that night. Like, but dude, and-
0: at the same time, this movie starts with she has gotten over all this shit. She's, She's gotten decorating over it for completely. Halloween yeah. and <laughs> making pumpkin pies and shit. Yeah. Okay, now <laughs> l- let me back up here because I want to talk about Lori's character in this movie, um, and how I didn't understand it at first, but then. You know, Kate and I talked about it and she helped me understand it a bit, but like I feel like Lori's character in 78, 2018, Kills, Ends, those are four different characters. Like I every time agree. she shows up in yeah. a movie, this is a different character. You know? Yeah. In the original innocent girl thrown into a world of hell, dealing with it, traumatized. Awesome. That's great. Believable. 2018, she's let her trauma consume her life. She is fucking Linda Hamilton in T2, man. She's Sarah Connor. She's ready. She's been preparing her whole life for this. Believable. Awesome. Uh, Kills, she's suddenly just Loomis. Like, she is just spouting all this, the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. Crazy as shit in Uh that movie. This movie... I'm good. I've kind of yeah. gotten over it. Even even though <laughs> Halloween four years ago was the worst night of my life. Like Halloween 78. Yeah, I was a teenager. Some of my friends got killed and I was, you know, stalked by a murderer. That's terrible. Um, four years ago, my daughter was murdered. My full-grown yeah. daughter was murdered. After I'd prepared my entire life to try to stop the killer and it didn't work and he killed my daughter and my son-in-law... And my daughter's boyfriend and like half the town. Like, Tommy Doyle, the kid I used to babysit and all this shit. Like, four years ago was the worst night of her fucking life. Now, in this movie, it starts with she's moved on. She's moved back to town. She is letting her demons go. And I always thought that this was ridiculous until... Kate pointed out, she's like, well, she's doing that because she sees how she fucked her own daughter up by right. being, yeah, yeah. lunatic, obsessive, and now that she has her granddaughter living with her, it is her. She doesn't want to fuck it second up Second chance, yeah, yeah. It is her yeah. second chance to raise somebody right in a peaceful place, absolutely, and bring them up in an environment that's not dominated by fear and trauma. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I can get on board with that, and that does. Makes sense. That is her trying to give this granddaughter a better life.
1: The one issue I have with that is, okay, she's got the money to buy another house. Why is it in Haddonfield? Why Why can't they move? move?
0: Jesus Christ. Why
1: can't they move? Because as we said at the beginning of this, her relationship with uh, Frank, Will Patton, is nothing. They haven't done anything. So she's not sticking around for that. Uh-uh. Uh, I mean, her, her granddaughter has become a nurse. She can move anywhere she fucking wants to and get a job. It's really The real whole easy. town
0: hates Lori and so why somehow stay suddenly there? says that she's to blame for everything. Right. Why didn't she move? It doesn't make sense. and
1: the, And that not being addressed irritates me. Like, there should be yes. a moment where she and Will Patton are talking and him just be like, you know, Laurie, one thing always bugged me. Why do you stick around? Why this do you town stick around treats here? you yeah. like this all this time. You know, like, and then she could explain, like, uh, I have to be here to to be a, a reminder of what this town is or whatever the fuck. You know, just something to explain away why she wouldn't just do the simplest why thing. Why would you stay? Yeah. yeah Where,
0: like,. Not only has, you know, life-ruining trauma occurred once, but twice in your yeah. life. And also, yeah. your, you know, the guy that did all of it is still loose and probably yeah. somewhere still there in town. I'd get the fuck out.
1: Yeah, I think, listen, she did it with Josh Hartnett. Why not do it with this That's one? True. Just, That's just true. That's true, I mean, we all know, of course, Michael Myers could just jump in a car and drive across the country. <laughs> Yeah. So, totally. stopping along the way for gas and stuff, but whatever. <laughs> we'll get I to H2O like- one day. <laughs>
0: Oh my god. I kind of feel like Laurie's arc is already kind of wrapped when the movie begins. Like Yes. Yeah. When this movie starts, she has already moved past her trauma and decided to not let it dominate her life.
1: Absolutely. I guess and there
0: there is some kind of closure whenever she finally does snuff Myers out. Right. Uh but the entire movie hasn't been about that at all, so it's pretty unsatisfying.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would agree I would agree with that 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 like it feels like, again, like, yes, if if Halloween kills had ended with the town like surrounding him, defeating him, and then killing him, and then we see her making pies and writing books and all that stuff, it makes all the sense in the world. But to start a movie with her making pies and writing books and all that stuff, and then to have the movie go... Uh, she learns that she should keep making pies and stuff. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't much care for for that whole character arc. Now you were going to say something no. earlier about the the DJ, and I didn't want oh, you to forget it because it just came back to mind. Thank you. Okay.
0: The DJ. What is this weird time pocket that Haddonfield lives in? Where they have an all night celebrity DJ Uh that has this crazy neon painted radio station with this huge radio tower on top of it, where the dude is on billboards everywhere. He's all 70s out. He's got like Uh a fro and like crazy clothes and shit. Yeah. Everybody listens to the radio in this town. Nobody is fucking doing Spotify. Nope. Nothing. (laughs) Everybody is tuning their radio dials in 2022 to listen to this DJ who is live spinning vinyl records yep. and fake news. Uh-huh. What the fuck is happening here, dude? What That's the fuck a is great happening? Great question.
1: I would actually, now that you're talking about this, because it doesn't make any sense.
0: It would have made he's spinning records. It would have made a ton
1: of sense if at the end they discovered that actually it was an evil plot by that DJ and he was emitting a frequency that made everybody scared and angry.
0: Sure. Why not?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Why not do that?
0: Why not? You know? And then at the end of it, whenever, you know, Michael gets thrown in that car compactor. You know, everybody's expecting blood and guts, and instead it's like gears and cogs and shit. That would be awesome! Robot. Oh my Fine. god,
1: dude! Fine. If that had happened, fuck, that would have been so cool. If when she was like, great. like you know, like pinning him to the board, if when she cut his wrist, like yeah, electricity just started like you you know zapping out. That would have been a so fucking fuck cool.
0: That would have been like I honestly, loved it. I would have. I would have been like kind of confused about it and shit, but I also never would have forgotten that moment in my life when no. I got this last Halloween movie that was barely about Michael at all and about this little prodigy of his, uh, protege of his, Yeah. and then at the end of it, it turns out he was a fucking robot and the real Michael Myers has been dead for years. Holy yeah. fuck. Sign me up.
1: Everybody's just mind fucked as it's just like zzz, zzz, zzz. they're like what? it would have been mind
0: erasing, dude. <laughs> yeah, it would have been incredible, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, you would have forgotten the rest of the movie sucked. You yeah. would have just
0: been like, oh fuck, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, okay, why not? But like, I feel like with the DJ thing too. There's there's some kind of messaging going on, and and this messaging has been there this entire trilogy, and I've just not really been that clear on it. Um, uh-huh. Which, P.S., it's also extra confusing that you have this, like, groovadelic fucking 70s DJ guy uh, dominating the radio waves. When when this you know trilogy of movies started in 2018, it started with fucking podcasters. Like, we yeah. know this is in the modern age of right. streaming and podcasting and shit, but we've gone from podcasters kind of accidentally reviving Michael and bringing him his mask back two DJs on a radio station, (laughs) late night radio station being all powerful. Like, that's so fucking stupid, man. Um, But there seems to be some kind of messaging in here where, all right, the DJ guy, several times in the movie, has been making kind of jokes about Myers and Uh killers on the loose and the tragedies that have happened in Haddonfield. And then Corey... Makes a point to target this guy and not only kill him, but also silence him by cutting his tongue out. That uh-huh. is a very deliberate, like, it is, I want to take yeah. your voice away and take away you talking about killers. It almost seems like this is saying that people talking about, you know, violence, killers, uh, whatever, in the media is keeping it alive Uh, But this is also in a movie about killers. Right. Yeah. What are you saying? Uh,
1: yeah, I, I have wondered a bit about that because like the podcasters obviously get it real rough. Like it, it goes very bad for them. And it seems like the, the movie doesn't think too highly of, of true crime podcasters, which, you know, I get it. There's a lot of exploitation going on there. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm not really sure what they are getting at with all that. I mean, cutting out the tongue of uh, a radio DJ is clearly meant t- to do something, right? Like he is it just that he insulted Corey? Was that enough that Corey was like, "Well, I gotta break that jaw and Brutally cut your tongue out, this guy"?
0: Yeah, I Brutally. don't know brutally murder this guy yeah on like you know my second day as a murderer
1: (laughs) yeah he really has like he he went from teach me how to do it to like oh you just like oh just like break the jaw and cut the the tongue off michael's like
0: fuck yeah uh, yeah i guess yeah you got it man I love this idea, too, that Corey is so sheltered and innocent by his Stephen King mom that he doesn't even know how dying or killing somebody works. Right? He's like, which end of the knife goes in him? Show me how to do it. And he sticks him with the pointy end, and he's like, oh, that end goes in. Oh. That makes That makes the die happen. Oh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I don't know if you got anything. I mean, I am sure you do have about fifty more things you could make fun of. I got, I got no big major things left to talk uh, dude, about.
0: Yeah, I am telling you, man. I, I've got, I've got a couple other things. Oh, yeah, that i let want to talk about Let's This him. is just so it, it, it's just so baffling to me that we had this Corey Cunningham character show up for the first time in the finale. You know, right. like there there is there's a long-standing rule, don't introduce new characters in the third act. That is not how good story writing structure works. Right. This is the, you know, third act of this trilogy, fourth act of the entire thing, and here we are focusing on a new character. I feel like I feel like if this guy would have been present in the other movies, even as a background Yeah, just background. background.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no big like Big moments, just like oh, Corey exists.
0: Yeah, turns yeah. out this this guy who's been kind of a minor presence in the movies, turns out all along he has been you know building up to becoming the next Michael Myers. Like, let, okay, let me put it to you this way: even if um, what what is the kid in 2018? Frank is that his name?
1: Uh, Freddie in 2018. Mm-hmm. Freddie, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. like. The the kid that wanted to be with Allison but never really got to be with her, uh-huh. but h- hung out and tried to be a cool guy and all this shit. Like, if it would have turned out to be him that became the new Michael Myers, like if he would have stuck around in all these movies, and maybe you know after after Allison's boyfriend gets killed by Myers, he tries to make a move, and maybe that's where their relationship starts. But then things start going sour and he becomes the next Myers. Um, that yeah maybe that's that would have made, it would have made more sense. You could have at sure. least built this character yeah. up more than us, you know, waiting all the way through the pandemic and shit for this movie to come out. And we all sit down to watch this movie and it's like, who the fuck is this guy then?
1: Right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. That would have just like, you know, uh, uh, making him what you just said, like making him the Freddy character, would have worked so well. Just maybe have Freddy have that interaction with Michael that he has in 2018, but not have Michael kill him for some reason. Yeah,
0: don't let him die or something. Right? But let yeah, him Michael have some doesn't kind of kill him; like
1: he gets away. But now he's obsessed with Michael Myers; like he becomes sort of obsessive and then yeah this this next year halloween night thing happens and it kind of drives him over the edge
0: yeah yeah that, or maybe that, he, he even learns you know the the power of murder through michael and he figures out oh if i kill allison's boyfriend I and can i can make her. it look like myers right. did it yeah then i can immediately you know comfort her and be like i can't believe myers killed your boyfriend oh right. like i mm-hmm. can use that to get close to her or something
1: uh, yeah that's a good that's a good play honestly to it's have better. I mean kill, kill the boyfriend like that uh, yeah uh, yeah I I think I think you're right and it, it, it's just proof that this was never the way they really wanted it to go otherwise they would have done that I imagine any any good storyteller would have done that they just like didn't have that in mind at the time when they made the movie and yeah. then yeah you get together two teams and tell them to to write two stories and one it's like ah, oh, we're writing about a kid named Corey cunningham oh, who's oh, that right. now
0: who cares
1: yeah it doesn't matter. i'm telling
0: you man like we we could have done a preview palace of like least believable romances where to, it would have been like you <laughs> yeah. know whatever bella bella and edward from twilight sure um allison and Corey from this movie because uh-huh. they have like Okay, how many days does their relationship last before they're just head over heels for each other and about to leave town Uh, to start a new life? She immediately
1: falls for him the second that she sees him. Like it's it's not believable whatsoever. No, it's not. No. Yeah,
0: like I see no reason those two should be so attached to each other. No, I do not get it.
1: I don't either. And, And it again, like that. You're right. Like if they had had some past. And this is the first time they're seeing each other when he walks into that hospital in four years or whatever, and like, yeah, that reignites this old relationship that we know about. That that would work, but no, it's it's a, I mean, a, 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 a fine-looking guy walking in the door, but like, what is her type? Like, she liked that guy. From the the high school kid, kind of looks like um this kid, but then that cop is just some old man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like she's just no all idea. over the place.
0: Yeah, totally all over the map, man. Totally all over. I'll tell you what's not all over the map. Let's, Let's see that. if you can if you can find the thread here. Okay. Uh huh. Let's just imagine for a second that you and I are are the writing team putting together kills and ends. All right. Okay okay all right so we're right Halloween kills we got this uh this escaped lunatic this Figaro guy uh uh-huh. he's gotta he's gotta die how do okay. we make him die what what's his death
1: Dri- drive him to suicide by hounding him and people thinking he's Michael Myers
0: okay but but how's he kill himself how's he die
1: uh he jump jump from a window and just land head okay. first
0: that's a good idea. He falls. All right, uh-huh. we got to start this next movie out with this Corey guy. He accidentally kills a kid. How does the kid die? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess he could fall from
0: a high space. That's a great idea. He <laughs> falls from <laughs> a high <laughs> place. Yeah. I love it. All right, moving on in the movie, we got to have a scene where Corey is getting harassed by these band geeks, <laughs> and he gets to Michael Myers's lair. How does he get there? Well, how do they? How do they throw get him, him there? off a bridge? <laughs> He gotta fall. <laughs> All right. Later on in the movie, after Lori has faked her suicide, and Corey busts in the room to He's stop gotta her from fall killing down herself, those
1: damn steps. He falls. Everybody's <laughs> falling. You know what else is weird to me? This <laughs> Halloween the- Falls should have been the Halloween name Falls. <laughs> yes. I feel like so much of the the script is like uh you know somebody got a note like you need to connect some themes and whatnot and they're like oh okay falling. like yeah <laughs> falling or <laughs> stuff explodes in the microwave or pies catch on fire like what is going <laughs> yeah, on in their kitchen food. that t- everything you put in the microwave explodes and a pie becomes fucking lava like Ain't i don't think calibrated that's right over there, possible yeah. for
0: that to happen <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Now, I I will I will back this up with a little bit of truth. Um we recently got some kind of new little toaster oven for our kitchen and uh-huh. I think it's like a it's like a Hamilton Beach or something like we got it cuz the size was all right and whatever. Uh-huh. But it's been a big piece of shit and it sucks. <laughs> but then the problem that just happened a few weeks ago is like on the toaster dials, which have always been super ambiguous, it has like a temperature dial and then another dial that just has a bunch of pictures and symbols on it. That's very vague, and there's okay. no instruction manual. Um, all of the symbols and temperature readings just wiped off. Like I just rubbed my thumb okay. across it one day while setting the dial, and I wiped all the controls off. So Great. maybe you are dealing with a similar situation where there's no controls <laughs> labeled on anything. <laughs>
1: That might be it. She goes you to put in the pie, and she's like, all right, this could be completely undercooked, cooked perfectly, or burnt to shit. It could catch on fire. I'm could just going to find out.
0: I, uh, I think it's really great that they made the movie play out in such a way that Michael Myers, the legendary killing machine who, again, killed half the town last time that we saw him in Kill's, could be beaten up effortlessly by the guy who got bullied by band geeks. Yeah, and a
1: a 70-year-old woman.
0: Yeah, and a grandmother. Like, (laughs) it just, man, what a ferocious fucking competitor right there. What a living shark Michael Myers is that he got beat up by. Nerdy, incel, joker character that got beat up by band geeks.
1: We see him, like, clearly showing he's still strong and whatnot. So, what happened i I like the, again this is why the only explanation is it's a curse, and the only way the curse works is if you're afraid of him I like guess. he's only strong if you're afraid of him if he's not if you're not afraid of him he's not strong, and that's it's dumb it's It's a stupid way to play out your movie and I hate it
0: It's terrible. I feel like one thing that this movie and especially kills but even a little bit of twenty eighteen got Got wrong too is you know they they obviously felt like they needed to pay a lot of fan service to people that love these movies even the shitty yeah. ones like I I know people that love four and five I know people that yeah, love two not like bad. I know I mean, I mean they're not they're good, not unwatchable but or anything they're yeah. not great but like I know that there are people out there that legit really love those movies and they knew that they were taking on a franchise where they're like okay we got to pay homage to a little bit of everything and like. I know a lot of us jumped out of our seats whenever we saw in 2018 during the trick or treating scene. There was the witch mask, yeah. the pumpkin mask, the skull the mask. Like, it was like, mask, yeah. oh, cool! Like they're they mm-hmm. really taken into consideration our beloved franchise. Like they're taking this seriously, like I do. Like that was cool. Uh-huh. But then in the next two movies, one thing that really bugged me is that it got so up its own ass and so self referential, even at the complete wrong moments where, like, do you remember that part in in Kills whenever the mob, like, gets the jump on Myers and uh-huh. Sheriff Brackett is like, it's Halloween, Michael. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be this, like, super dramatic moment of the movie and then you're going, oh, like that line they said in the other movie. <laughs> like, yeah. totally broke the tension for me and the delivery yeah, is awful, too. Then, like, even in this movie during that final battle with lori and michael in the kitchen which has some beautifully framed shots and some cool shit happening yeah, in it. It some does. of it's pretty neat i i do think it's lame that ultimately a refrigerator beats michael myers but <laughs> whatever but like there's that shot where lori's holding the knife and michael's face is reflected in it like the fucking h2o cover yeah It pulls you out of that moment. It It takes you out of that moment where you're watching, like, the final confrontation between these two lifelong enemies, you know? These two characters that have defined each other's lives. Yeah. And you're watching it and you go, oh, that reminds me of that Blu-ray cover of fucking H2O. That's fucking lame.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree because like there is this theme going on that they're exploring about how they're like two sides of the same coin and how like they're equally monstrous to people because they both represent something terrible. Like he's a An killer, but of that night, right? Yeah, she's a reminder that they could all be victims. Like they just they they are they are one with one another, and I think like. Uh, Kills started to explore that, and this is exploring that deeper. That like she, she is like Michael by this point, you know, like just like we saw in 2018. Like she, you know, he throws her off that balcony, and then when he looks down, she's not there. Well, like you know, there's that point where like you said that maybe it's not even real, where Lori is like in that home with. Uh, fuck! What is his name? Corey. Corey. Um, yeah. <laughs> I always forget it. It it just like I don't know. Could they have come up with a more memorable name than Corey Cunningham? But uh, that moment where she is, she is basically saying like, like you know, uh, we're we're all evil. We all have evil within us. It's if you you choose to act on it or, or not. Like, the the film really, by the end, is trying to show us that Laurie is her own type of monster because of Michael. Uh, and that she can only lay that down when he is fully defeated. Like, she can stop being that monster that people see her as or that she sees herself as. I think all that is pretty good, but I don't think that it gets enough, like, focus like it's it's not like it's not like the movie is pushing us that way. The movie is showing us Corey Cunningham a whole bunch, yeah, and, and if the movie had enough focus on Lori, then we'd really be watching her wrestling with the fact that she is always going to be connected to Michael even in his death. Like you said that that bit in Kills where she says like that they'll have to both die or whatever like
0: yeah Harry Potter style like I have to kill the Horcrux yeah What are you talking about That's not true at all. There's
1: a metaphorical element to that that the Laurie Strode that exists because of Michael does die when Michael dies. Mm,
0: She becomes
1: a new person. She can now finally go enjoy the cherry blossoms or whatever.
0: Although she already had been at the start of this movie. Exactly. Yes.
1: Exactly my fucking point it is that like that. the movie has a beautiful and interesting theme to play out and it just doesn't fucking do it. No. It, it just like starts with yeah, she's she's good now. But uh, Michael's yeah, still fine. around, so she's got to kill him, but she's fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was I, fine before, but now she's like super for sure good because he's not coming back.
1: Yeah, it, it's wow, just impact. Dumb. It's just it's just bad,
0: and it's also frustrating to me too that these movies have gone out of their way to be like, well, the only reason why Myers ended up at Laurie's house in 2018 is because Sartain wanted to reunite them and see it happen. Right. The only reason that Myers tried to kill Laurie in the first movie in 78 is because he was on his way back home. Right. But then in this movie, he goes out of his way to kill Laurie. So I guess he does actually care about Laurie. Yeah,
1: at no point in this movie does he go back home. Which no. we're told well, the in homes the previous de- the homes film destroyed. was all he wanted to do. Yeah, but at the very least he'd go to that neighborhood, right? No, he doesn't even nope. it's nothing. There's no mention. It's just the home's destroyed. That's it. It's gone. There he's not he's not connected to that anymore, even though we said that's the only thing he cared about and he didn't care about Lori. But now uh, the only thing he cares about is Lori.
0: <sighs> no, it's the only thing they care about franchise. is ending this franchise.
1: Yes. Yeah. The only thing they care about is getting the check for this third movie,
0: <laughs> Steve. What what genre is this movie? Is it a horror movie? Were you scared at any point in this movie?
1: Uh, it's it is it is probably closer to a thriller, I would say. You know the, but I mean, it does very much have the like home invasion horror elements, but again, those fit into thriller. Um, there's an awful lot of like romantic comedy type of stuff going on but <laughs> yeah yeah
0: more it, dance it scenes, scenes and grocery store, store scenes
1: but, yeah it is a horror movie but it's not the type of horror we come to expect from a halloween movie
0: Mm-mm. just no. way
1: more way more thriller oriented and less slasher slasher yeah
0: yeah from the movie series that defined what a slasher is <laughs> yeah <laughs> Seems like a weird way to exit the whole thing. It does. Like, I, I agree. I, I can sit back and appreciate that there were elements that they they really took from both Laurie's character and Meyer's characters to create Corey. I, I think that it's kind of neat that it is this... It's a gender swap thing. It is a It is a male babysitter who instead of protecting the kid, accidentally kills the kid. Right. And rather than being inherently evil is made to become evil by his environment. It is a nature versus nurture story. Like, Myers is a Mm -hmm. nature killer. Corey is a nurture killer, where he becomes evil because of an accident from this asshole kid, by the way. That kid sucks. He
1: is is an asshole, and it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, the kid deserved to die, of course, but you, you can completely see how... Things went down the way they did, and why this... It's just so unfortunate for this poor kid to have to carry this, that feeling of guilt, when it's not his fault. Like, yeah. it really isn't his fault. it It's just... And that's what I kind of hate about the movie is that the movie doesn't let us fully play out our sympathy for him. It just erases it halfway through the movie. And it's just like, yeah, nobody's sympathetic to him anymore. That's it.
0: And it's then over. he dies, so and it's, then he it's dies, done. so fuck him. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah, dude. It is just such a weak, bizarre movie. And even, even divorcing myself from the expectations that I had of this being another... Michael Myers stalking some babysitters on Halloween night and giving me the the nostalgic feels and all that shit, uh-huh. even divorcing myself from those expectations, I can just sit back and watch this and be like, this is a boring ass movie with some <laughs> it is terrible like Twilight level dialogue and <laughs> characters that don't make any sense and no real suspense and no real pacing. And it's so long and just boring, dude. Yeah. Like most offensively of all of all, it's just fucking boring.
1: Yeah, that I would agree. And, and it is the longest Halloween movie or second longest Jesus Halloween movie. Jesus Christ, yeah, man. It, it's yeah, it and it, it doesn't warrant that either. Um yeah, I, I, I just feel like it's overall just a miss on so many fronts that there's not like any one way this could have been saved. No, <laughs> like, I don't think even so. when I think about like other things they intended to maybe do, I'm like, you know, ha- having uh, um, fucking Allison and and Corey go on a natural born killer style, like, uh, killing spree together. That's crazy. Like, that's interesting, but also not like fully built up and, and like I, I just don't feel like anything they intended to do with it was necessarily ever going to work but yeah. i also don't blame them for taking the check I, I i totally get it they they made a good sequel to halloween thank thank you for that that was cool
0: they did and, <laughs> and it could have ended there yes a, a, at best it could have ended with Michael Myers gets burnt
1: to death in the, the yeah. that little basement trap. That's it. Burnt to a
0: crisp. That yeah. would have been absolutely fine. I would have been like, man, what a cool one-off end to how yeah. that story began. That would have worked for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if we had to do another one after that, like you said, just do kills, basically, but then have it end with the town procession to the trash compactor in this. Yeah. Fine. Whatever. Great. Not necessary, but all right. Fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yes, though. Not great. <laughs> not great, not great. I
0: think it. I think it fucking sucks, man. I think this movie just really, really, really fucking sucks. Yeah. It's not one that I am in any kind of a hurry to to revisit, other than just trying to revisit it for the spectacle of the entire thing and try to <laughs> really figure out what the fuck they were trying to say. Like, what is the, what is the message here? You know, what are yeah. they exactly trying to convey? Well,
1: I think the message is just that, like, sometime, sometimes, sometimes. Evil things happen, and they they cause an unavoidable trauma to to those who are affected, and that trauma can have resounding effect. Uh, you don't need three movies to tell that, no, or to explore that. But that is that is what they're getting at. I I'd be interested to see what what you're gonna slap on this because I got a pretty good idea in my head, but I don't know Man. where you go. I think you might be lower than me, but I don't know.
0: Probably, probably. Like, we gave Halloween Kills I think we both gave it like a four, if uh-huh. I'm not mistaken. And that's fair. We we're both like, this is a below average movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is definitely way below that. Like this okay. is this is raised kills in my eyes, where I'm like, I would watch kills twice before <laughs> I watch <laughs> this one again. Agreed. Um I'll give it points for soundtrack. It's a boy harsher song in the soundtrack. I think that's dope. The original soundtrack is great. I love that they didn't ever try to explain Myers away from me. These are the things I'm giving it points for. I think that still probably adds up to like a one and a half for me out of 10. (laughs) It sucks. This movie sucks.
1: I agree. I agree with you on all those counts. Um, I would say that you do, and we haven't really talked about this but uh Rowan Campbell who plays Corey does give a good performance. I suppose. Um it's it's not it's not like he has nothing to work with and he certainly brings something out of it. But I I yeah, I just don't have I don't have a positive association with much of anything that happens in this film. There are some good kills I do very much like uh, specifically, the blowtorch kill—it's yes. brutal as fuck and and really like right on the level of what you want a bully character to get. Just like fucking fuck you. Um, <laughs> but the fact that then, as you as you pointed out, the the probably highest level of violence is aimed toward a radio DJ. I I just don't it's it's a little all over the place with like uh what they're they're trying to do i i'm just not i'm n- I'm not ever seeing a point where i'm gonna come back and say oh actually halloween ends isn't that bad but i think i probably said that about kills and as you said we both had kills go up in our our own assessments because of how we feel about halloween ends. so uh, I, I think for me, yeah, like a two to a two yeah. and a half. Um, but yeah, I'm just not going to, I'm never going to turn this back on for any reason. Mm-hmm. Unless I just, again, decide to do a, a Halloween franchise watch through.
0: Yeah. yeah. I could totally just watch 78 2018 and then Stop be like, he died yeah. in the fire. It's yeah. over. Yeah. And the uh huh. Yeah, yeah I agree. I can convince myself that's the perfect timeline of the Michael Myers Laurie Strode lifelong battle. I'd be totally fine with and that. And you're right. Um, you're correct. I want to know what you guys think about this thing over on our Facebook page, our Instagram page, uh especially the Facebook page is really the best place to hang out with this and join in some good discussions and yeah, absolutely. share share links and horror news and all that good shit. Hang out with us on there. And let us know what you think about this movie because I know that there, there are obviously some people that like this. I would love to understand it better. I would love to not hate how this wrapped up. So <laughs> if somebody can make me appreciate it, sometimes, sometimes you can do that. Sometimes us just having a conversation about a movie on this show changes my mind about sometimes, it. Sometimes, you know? yeah. so yeah. Please help me. <laughs> help! 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 <laughs> and uh, also, be sure to help us out by supporting our Patreon page. That's where right. you can donate dollar papers to get exclusive content and get your movie submitted into the smoke and bowl. And the next episode, very well, could be yours.
1: That's right. Head on over to patreon.com uh, forward slash dead and lovely. Become a patron on level, You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes, including the upcoming uh, Halloween Hell Rankers. Become a patron on a $5 level. You get to throw a movie into a smoke the smoking bowl, and then we draw from the smoking bowl, and we cover the movie. We draw from the smoking bowl, and we're going to do that next week.
0: Woo! That's right. I have no idea what movie we're going to do, but hopefully for the last movie in the October month. Hopefully you guys will pick a good one. I'm sure they will. Always do. I'm sure you Dead and Lovelies out there will pick a good movie for us to review for the last one here in October of 2023. It has been a lovely Halloween season, even if we did watch this piece of shit movie that we talked about today. So yeah, don't delay sign up today. Hang out with us on the uh, social medias and support us on Patreon and tune in next week where the pick shall be y'alls. We're going to go with one of y'all's picks and uh, we'll find out what that is soon enough. So be sure to watch our Instagram and all that shit to find out what it's going to be. That's right. Woo. Woo. Well, we'll catch you guys next time. For now, I've been Uncle Ben. And I've been Hollywood Steve. We've been done lovely. Goodbye. Bye. All right, let's just say you go to Little Old Diner. You order yourself a meal. It comes with a side of home fries. You're Uh like, oh, home fries? These are personable a comforting food a nice starch and salt combination Uh uh-huh you ever gone to a place and they give you some damn house fries that are somehow way less personable and comforting (laughs) house fries house fries huh who are these for i don't feel welcomed here at all
1: i'm guessing also they're they're not as good as like restaurant fries so they're not restaurant fries they're house fries
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, God forbid you sit down at a place They give you Airbnb fries You gotta clean up before you turn your plate in You gotta go to the bathroom and clean the plate off Before you turn it back into the kitchen Woof! Not welcoming whatsoever And it's more expensive
1: Yeah, and for some some How, when you get those fries Somebody can't live in a house Yeah I don't know how that works, but that's how it works
0: I don't know how it works (laughs)